watching and listening to ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。
元気があれば何でもできるそうでしょ元気があればプロレス界の顔にもなれるだが元気がなければこの男には123これからの時代が誰が引っ張って勝って東京ドームで決めようぜ<音楽>このリングの頂点 IWGP 世界ヘビー級王者ジェイ・ホワイト You can do anything you want if you're well. You know, I, I think I'm a walking example of that. I shouldn't be here with this. Okada o k u r a s h i z e n j i m i t o t o n a r u i y o t a s e Konomama Shinjidaio, Kirisaki Tsuzukeruka. But what better champion, Mr. Anoki, want for the company that he created than the man that has the championship on his shoulder already? Not a guy like Okada. That just wants to sit back and stay silent. I love being leading this place, and I'm not going to let him come in and try to take the credit. For what I have done. 元気があれば何でもできるダブルメインイベント 2IWGP 世界ヘビー級選手権試合挑戦者岡田和親 VS 王者ジェイ・ホワイト。Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here, there's only five dollar face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Warning. The following video clip contains strong language and has therefore been rated 18 plus by the YouTube NECCA. Viewer discretion is advised. Antonio Inoki Memorial 
most spectacular January 4, 2023 Wrestle Kingdom 17. The Tokyo Dome, we're going to establish this championship. I assure you, mate, my vision of Strong Style will come out top. One more time with the insane elbow. この。ベルト命が吹き込まれました。中野タムの情念地獄に溺れさせてあげるよ。ですね。わと。呼んで。応援。久しぶりだな。I will. Once again, change the world. This isn't the guy you met, is it? Before the money, before the United Empire, before all of this, I was an assassin. Only it's time I bring him back. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Welcome to the PWC Wrestle Kingdom 17 review show. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host He is the opinion haver. He's the actual two-time opinion haver He is the vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy, Jamie Williams Welcome back to the PWC and welcome to the Wrestle Kingdom review show, man Man, What's cracking? so excited to be talking about New Japan and not having to force it and shoehorn it into other shows <laughs> about terrible American wrestling Let's talk about a real um, wrestling company, Jimmy. Let's, because after watching this show, you realize how good New Japan Pro Wrestling is. I don't yeah, you hear that, Dr. Jeff? You <laughs> hear that? Did you see that on Twitter? No, nah, what did he write? What did he write? You didn't happen, Jeff, does it? Jeff so, drive me nuts. You know, you know how Jeff is. He'll take he'll take any opportunity to drag New Japan through the mud if he if if he can get it, right? right. So he started posting some shit about how the attendance uh, for Wrestle Kingdom was the lowest it's been in years or whatever. And I was like, and he's posting this before the show even goes live, right? And and now, so when I see this tweet, now I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom, and it's just the pre-show, right? So people are still coming in. And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know, this, this crowd looks pretty good to me. 
Um, so I don't know what you're talking about. And then he tried to throw some WrestleNomics charts at me. <laughs> and this supposed doctor didn't even bother to look and see that the numbers he's trying to quote are from 2022 Wrestle Kingdom a year oh. ago. So he's oh. so he's sitting here talking about lowest attendance in years, and he's looking at last year's chart and trying to drop knowledge. Damn! Don't don't look if he, you don't. Nobody wants it with me on Twitter. Number one, I'm not going to get actually into it with you. I just won't sell you. First of all, but because Doctor Jeff is a good friend, uh, <laughs> I made sure to you know. To, to, to the hope of future avoiding future embarrassments I just had to let him know how things were and I basically my my final tweet was something to the effect of uh, a, a typical a, a wrestling fan with no knowledge has a strong opinion <laughs> oh that's a stinger right there and look man I love Jeff you're my boy but we damn it Jeff. Jeff you could be so much sometimes man <laughs> but yeah. you know if what it doesn't, if it doesn't have a supernatural doll in it he ain't interested he's got passion this, how about that he, he's very passionate but sometimes my friend you just you gotta do some fact checking man yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying or don't even and check I, the fact just read the actual facts that you yourself are well, trying yeah. to use before you post them jeez he, yeah. he told on himself with that one so you can go back and, and uh and 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 check that one in the in the Twitter archives, everybody. But um, oh, he loves being wrong, Mister Lipman. But uh, shout outs to Jeffrey Lipman anyway. And uh, yeah, man. Well, we'll have him recently. We recently had Jeff as a guest on uh, <laughs> yes. on Next Level Wrestling Review, and we'd love to have him back anytime, except <laughs> for most times. So we'll 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 send the invite out to Jeff next time we get a chance. But uh, it's all it's oh, all love, right? Boy. Ah, uh, Jeff, what do you do? But we're here to talk Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk a real wrestling company and a real wrestling event. And I'm sorry, guys. Call us Mark Tarts. Call us what you want. All right. The truth is, does that does this mean we don't know shit? I mean, watching this event, the structure, just the way everything was paced out was probably one of the best Wrestle Kingdoms ever in terms of pacing. I really felt that. It was nice. We're a long way from the old, like, 10, 10, 6, and 8-man tag matches on the card, you know? Like it was back in, like, back in, like, 10 and 11 and stuff. Jesus, Um, man. we've, We've actually got a variety of matches. We've got a ladies' match. Yes. We've got a women's match on here. Yeah, well, it it, it it was a less. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But we will. Uh, but I we, enjoyed that match, dude. I yeah, quite really did. quite a variety, quite a variety here. Yeah, no, this event had it all, man. I mean, it literally did. It it, it was the first event in a real long time. Well, actually, the first event ever to actually have WWE and AEW guys signed mm-hmm. while being on the same card. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, it really had a bit of everything, including. <laughs> some Mercedes and some Monet, shall I say. But uh, we'll get to that shortly. But um, let's get into it anyway. Let's, I mean, do you want to go through the, pre, uh, the pre-show the pre as well? Mm, uh, well, we or? can just we can at least just let the people know what matches they had on the, on the pre-show. Well, yeah, I'm not going to really get too into it. I'll be honest, I actually missed the pre-show. Oh, did you? But okay. I actually did, yeah. I, I really did. So 
I tuned in right as soon as the because I didn't realize I'm thinking shit it started a little earlier than usual by my time and uh, but it was great watching it in prime time unlike always having to watch live American events it's usually like around lunchtime so <laughs> yeah I mean? which is not bad right it was uh what well, for my on my coast it started at 10 20 p.m and which is really? an odd yeah. start time anyway and an hour and 40 of that is is everything else except for the main card starting so like there was big oh. the big gaps in between where there was like nothing happening and they're trying to set stuff up so it'd be oh, like I hate that yeah the I first do that the first match was um uh the uh what's the th- one of those um kazakhstanian kids bolton named- oleg yeah making his debut so he's a young lion but yet he gets to wear like a red singlet um <laughs> which is like the the first young lion non-black trunks and boots guy i've seen and he did like a like a three minute uh amateur rules exhibition with uh really? with uh ryuhei oiwa so they did just a little little wrestling. This little guy down the mat did a little wrestling for three minutes. It was a draw, of course, and then uh, you know that's his first exposure to uh, to a, an audience, uh, I think. So, Do, does he have potential, Vet Bolton? That is hard hard to tell just from what we saw there because he didn't really do anything he wouldn't have done other than instead of a shoot, it's kind of a work, you know. Right, of a, course, right, but. But, um, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he, you know, gets in the ring, runs the ropes, goes up and down, stuff like that. We'll see what he's really got. But it, it, he's one to watch. Um, and uh, there was, of course, the rumble, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to call it a Ronbo. It's a rumble. Uh, they, they had that. And, of course, that's always like the final four. As soon as it gets down to four men, then you have your KOPW four-way competitors for New Year's Dash, right? right? So that that's was... Right. The randomest group of, of course, you know, Yano was going to be in it, and Show, and, and Great Okan, and who was the fourth guy? Tagaki. What, what Shingo. Oh, that's right. Of course, yes, of course. So, yeah. Why would wow. they put Shingo man in the pre-show? But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, then we had Yugi Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe. Defeating Tatsumi Fujinami. <laughs> He's still wrestling. Tiger Mask and Minoru Suzuki in the Antonio Inoki Memorial match, which was good to see. I caught the tail end of this match up, though. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, you basically, this is your old guys' match. It's uh, very nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, fuck Fujinami, man. I mean, he's, uh, he don't look bad in there for like being you know, 119 or whatever he is now. Seriously, he's, he, I think he's a WWE Hall of Famer also. He is, enough. he is. Yeah, actually a light heavyweight champion back when they were trying to get that over there. Um, right. And they had those working relationships uh, with uh, Vince Sr. And um, yeah, the Fujinami was great, man. Like he's, he, he, he's, he's been good. Um, and uh, he, uh, you know, like, like I said, he's still like in shape. He's still jacked. <laughs> That's um, weird, man. 70-something on the gas or whatever. Like, come on, man. Calm down. But uh, <laughs> he's still... But really, he hasn't changed in the last 20 years, bro. When you think right. about it. Just like Suzuki, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. But um, it's... I mean, in a way, it's crazy to see him still going. But at the same time, 
it's good to see him still going, you know, in many ways. I mean, Japanese wrestlers can go on till they die, basically, in the ring. I mean... They do. <laughs> literally. Well, look, nobody's is. going to... Nobody's going to... Um, like, zero Japanese wrestlers are going to do worse than Ric Flair's last match. Like, it just can't... <laughs> nothing can be worse <laughs> than on. that, so... Oh, you know, you, you're not going to have the reanimated corpse... Uh, just flopping <laughs> around like we cool. like 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 weekend at Bernie's in there, and Matt, you you know, okay, you know how like uh, this isn't gonna we're not gonna turn this into a bash on Ric Flair's last <laughs> match podcast, but if, if you remember, you you remember how Vince looked when he took the stunner at WrestleMania? Why back in two thousand and one? You talking about? No, I'm talking about this year's WrestleMania or oh, this past yeah, yeah, year's yeah, yeah. WrestleMania. You know he when can't, he, he can't, he can't, he can't. Okay, ever. Yeah. So now imagine a whole match like that, and that was Ric Flair in his last match. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even bother watching Flair's last match. Honestly, oh, yeah. man, I, well, I, I just you. didn't even bother. I was yeah. thinking like I was going to, and I'm like, yeah, nah. Yeah, unless, it. unless you want to, unless you want to feel sad, don't watch it. Oh man, I don't. I get. Look, I get it. You know, they can never let it go and whatnot. But like, I mean, it, surely there comes a time where you got to have some self-respect for your own legacy, man. And uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Out the window. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but but Fujinami though, he only shows up <laughs> once in a while. Takes off that robe, still jacked. You know, he doesn't <laughs> doesn't embarrass himself. Uh, so it's it's <laughs> nice just to see him out there. <laughs> At least get into shape before you do a fucking match. I mean, mm-hmm. just, yeah. you know, just a hint. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully Flair stops resting, but I highly doubt it. I believe he's going to have another match soon, supposedly. If you're listening to audio only, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> yeah, he actually did. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into the main card, though, Vet, right. because uh, it is catch... 22 in TJP and Francesco Akira defeating Chaos in Leo Rush and Yo to retain the IWGP junior tag team titles via pinfall. This match was crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, Leo like got hard pretty relatively early on. And pretty bad too, man. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty bad anyway. I mean, but you know what? As much as I can't stand Leo Rush deep down, right? He still wows me in the ring, man. I mean, for a little guy, I mean, he's pretty amazing, man. It was, um, there was a spot there where he like, uh, he went for his springboard thing and he slipped, but I think yes, yep. the spot was, um, supposed to, he was supposed to come back and get caught in the German anyway. So they were able to cover it pretty much flawlessly there. Um, which was lucky. Leo Rush is actually really good uh and i'm not talking and i don't and and i do not give a shit about his speed or athletic ability or any of that i'm just talking about he has such a ring presence and knows what to do at times um that you you never really get to see it at his babyface stuff it's just you know typical babyface stuff when he was a heel particularly a few matches in 205 live way back when that was a thing like he is really like i don't know how to describe it other than he just i I was impressed with the way he had a command of the ring he looked like the way he was the way he was his body language was looked like he was six foot five based (laughs) on the way he was menacing and how when he was getting heat he looked like he really hated that person you know like not just doing moves just to do them 
So I know he's got the capability to to do that. Unfortunately, he is the size of a very small child, so that does kind of suck. Um, it's unfortunate, but um, he's one of those guys that reminds me of like, um, uh, you know how like Bobby Heenan, you know, was a great manager, but also a great Absolutely. worker and a great For talker sure. and stuff like that. He reminds me of like one of those guys, you know, that can be remembered as an all arounder. Um, so, but he's also had these like stop and starts with different companies and other things going on. Well, that's his issue, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 got work rate, but does he have work rate for like the long run? And when I say that, I mean you can't trust him every time. I mean, companies always give him a chance and after chance, and I'm sure he's a top guy, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I don't know if it's a mental thing or. I guess it is. He just can't go all in, no pun intended, with whatever company. Like, and that's yeah. the issue. Is he hungry enough? Does he really want this enough? Um, and that's the question. Yeah, I think I think it. I think it's not so much that he's an emotional guy, and yeah, he stands sure. up for himself. For sure. And people in wrestling don't like that. Like, you know, you remember the incident about him refusing to carry people's bags and stuff like that, which, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on his side in that. You know what I mean? So when I hear about these things, they always paint him out to be like the, the problem. And my thing is with my own experiences is look, I don't suffer fools gladly. So when people try to pull that shit on me, I just say, you know what? Maybe the wrestling business isn't for me. Yeah, and and, and that's and and I I'm not I'm not gonna sit there and and take those shit from a bunch of idiots, right? So here I am doing a podcast with you, and I enjoy this much more than dealing with Thank those you, kind man. of politics and stuff, you know. And and so I think Leo Rush has gone through a lot of that, and um, because people, you know, see him in whatever light, they uh, they may try to cast him as the problem, and maybe there's a little bit of that, but. Come on, we've seen it with a lot more people than Leo Rush. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, it's, no, it's true, yeah. Man. So, it's... so he seems happy in Japan, um, and uh, you know, this I guess was a if if he's to be believed, then this was a dream of his, and um, I thought that uh, he and Yo did had a fine little junior tag league, and then um, Yo is awesome still, dude. He's he's on another level. I mean, everyone gelled so well in this match. To be fair, man. But yo TJP's been doing it forever. Like he's he's, he's the old man. old ass TJP. Oh man, yeah. I hate his mop head though, man. Like what's right. with the hairstyle, dude? That's I heat, mean, bro. That's heat. Oh god, man. that's heat. Yeah, it is yeah. heat. But like, yeah, no, it was good to see um, TJP. Fr- I mean, he's been Francesco gets heat everywhere. for being a ginger Italian. <laughs> is he legitimately Italian, dude? Yes, yes. No shit. Really? You didn't know what? that. No, I actually didn't realize he was legitimately speak, Italian. I he speaks giving... Italian and yeah. <laughs> well, his like, name, and his name is Francesco. <laughs> I know, but how many Italians have we had in pro wrestling? Like he's Tony he's D'Angelo. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Yeah, no. No, he he's a shoot Italian. <laughs> like from Italy. Yes, and but he is a ginger, so I understand your confusion. Yeah, that's weird, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Uh we've mm-hmm. got some comments in the chat. Homeboy ADA says, What? The vet? Well, you know what that yes. means, Vet. One of my biggest <laughs> fans, Homeboy88. <laughs> Absolutely. He also says, I love New Japan and also <laughs> Old Japan, like Ghost <laughs> of, the, of the Shima, Japan. <laughs> nice. Nicely played. 
Very nice. And Facebook user says, me and Dr. Jeff hate, hate, hate. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. that? I wonder who that is. I don't know, but I, I can understand how the hate would Jeez. flow through you if you're still using Facebook. Yep. And his comments galore right now, man. Um, but mm-hmm. someone also says, Facebook user also says, we need a modern day Bobby Heenan, fellas. Mm-hmm. And uh, no way. Leo Rush and Enzo would be gold? Ooh. Hell no. I mean, they, have, they may have gold hair. Uh, and they, As um, a team or feuds. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't feel it either way, man. <laughs> Just to yeah. be to be fair, I mean, well, Leo's that? gonna have to go back to MLW for that to happen. <laughs> uh, man, what do we have here, Vet? Seriously, uh, but anyway, yeah. So good match, uh, and uh, and I surprisingly with a extremely strong small package, TJP uh, well, retains the the junior tag belts. Yeah, no, they did. It was a reverse direct drive, and and that's what pinned Yo with an with an inside cradle. Did you? And did you? Now, Jimmy, when you when you see a guy do a small package, do you like always check to see if they cross their legs? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, they like sh- shouldn't they cross their legs? Yeah, they like they legs? should. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're supposed to like cross your feet to make sure that they can't kick out. But a lot right. of guys just. They just leave their feet apart, and it's like eh, I lazy. Do, really? Is that what's happening now? I actually never noticed because every time I think about it, I think of the crossed legs. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I actually pay more attention to that. Yeah, so, watch watch these lazy fuckers. You know, that's 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 funny, man. But CJ, but TJ cinched it in. Like he had he had he had a very believable inside cradle. Like he it oh, looked like Yo couldn't have kicked man. out if he wanted to. And the thing is, what people don't understand, you can call fans of, of Japanese wrestling Mark Tarts, you can call us whatever you want, but the fact is, even the wrestlers themselves have got New Japan on their bucket list. 90% of them, man. Even in America, wherever, it doesn't matter, Australia, New Zealand, you name it. New Japan is on many people's bucket list. And I don't think a lot of fans that just doesn't understand New Japan don't actually see that you know what I well mean? Let, let's put they don't see it period let, let me just put this to, we can we can put the the haters to to bed with just this one comment there's Please. many people that say new japan <laughs> is this or that if you ask them if they watch it they all say no to a man so if you don't watch it don't talk about it you don't know i watch all the stuff everybody else watches so when i say it you can trust that what i'm saying is coming from a place of Yes, I have observed it. I experienced it. I do know what I'm talking about. You're talking shit on things you don't know about because you don't watch it. And watching clips <laughs> isn't Jeff, the same. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> no, no, yeah. That's the other thing, Jeff. Real New Japan fans don't watch Access TV. Real New Japan fans oh. have a 999 yen subscription, bro. Okay. <laughs> Access. I can't believe that's an- that annoys me, man. I'll Two matches a week. Jeff- the one thing what? that annoys me about Jeff, I'll say this straight out, and if Jeff, if you're listening, it's true. Every time you bring up New Japan on Access, like, come on, dude. Most you're talking the about people, the ratings on Access TV? Like, most North American fans, first of all, that are fans of New Japan, will not be watching Access. No. You know what I mean? It, it, no, they, you, it's it's somebody. It's it, the only people that watch Access are like, and New Japan gets like one hundred thousand viewers or whatever. It's people that fell asleep watching like a 
like like a Eagles concert or something. <laughs> like old people that were watching an Eagles concert fell asleep and New Japan came on. That's the only that's the only numbers they're getting. Real fans actually watch New Japan World. So yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Nine ninety nine yen. Buckshot Kid. Hello. Ooh, Hello. Buckshot Buck. Kid. The great. Oh, oh, the great oh, Buckshot Buck Kid. kid. Yeah. And. Homeboy says Jimmy has a small package. How do you know, That's Homeboy? Uncalled for. Uncalled How for. How do you know? Uncalled you know, for. You could, you could probably time him out if he says some, <laughs> some, some uh, disrespectful <laughs> stuff like that again. Uh, you know what? I should. <laughs> I'll put him in timeout. <laughs> five minute. Took I just five did minute, five yeah. minute timeout for you, Homeboy. Five minute in the haven't... penalty box. This is the Iron Survivor <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom review. Now you <laughs> now you, now you got to spend five minutes in the penalty box. <laughs> And just quietly, homeboy, I did not block you on my phone. I don't know why you get that idea, but anyway, that, that's weird. But I did <laughs> put you in the sin bin for five minutes. But anyway, Sorry. let's get back into New Japan, though, and yeah. Wrestle Kingdom to be specific, because the next match is Karei, or Kari, whatever you want to say, defeating Tam Nakano for the IWGP Women's Championship. And I, I enjoyed this match thoroughly, dude. Yeah, it was a little short um, because probably because short. most of it was going to be the business afterwards. But um, I don't oh, know yes. if you caught I don't know if you caught much stardom recently, Jimmy. I know that uh, uh, I really I wish I could it. watch more of it. It's um, hard, man, with all these shows catching up. I mean, yeah. seriously, let's be But fair. they um, they recently had a, a a show like on the 29th of December, and that's where Kyrie had her match with. Uh, What's her, I'm gonna am I gonna get this right? Utami Hayashishita? Yes, that was you got like that spot on. Thank you. Um <laughs> spot on. So uh yeah, they they had they had a good they had a pretty good match. Um but uh man, there's some there's some ass kickers in stardom. And there's some and there's some chicks that can really take a beating like uh uh they this um so so here's an interesting booking decision. Uh, Nakano and Natsupoi, they're a tag team and they were the tag team champions. Right. And then they, they had a match against like a couple of fat chicks and they, those, those chicks kicked the fuck out of both of them and they took the belts. So, you know, you would think that a a sitting champion going into a big wrestle kingdom match, you wouldn't want to beat her. Like right before. Cause you're basically just saying like, you know, well, she ain't gonna win. Um, and New Japan, and, they play like that anyway. So I mean, let's be yeah, honest. it's weird. It's weird, but um, but yeah. So and um, and as you like to say, Jimmy, just quietly, uh, Julia <laughs> is a fucking star, and she I'm not. I don't me, think dude. she needs. I don't think she needs WWE, but WWE needs somebody like that. Um, yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see how they would like book her, though, man, and especially now with uh, Vinnie Mac and all these talk of sales going on over there in WWE. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know where we're going with that. company. I, I got an idea. Soon. You bring Julie in and have her beat everybody. That's how you book her. But it won't, right, but anyway. you know how it is. It will never yeah. happen. But, but anyway, yeah, well, here we are to talk about this match, which like we said, short Tam's coming in off short. a loss. Um, but this was all really just to set up the next thing. So yes, I'll let you and- take that. Yeah, and, uh, and that next thing is uh, Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Okay. Sasha Banks. Get it? It's Monet because it's like money. Yeah. It's, it sounds like money a little bit. 
<laughs> I'll be honest, man. Look, all the people that say this stunk doesn't understand what's going on in Japan right now, man. Just because it was quiet, it doesn't mean they hated it. Just, just for the record. But I'll get into it. She was introduced as the CEO and announced a seven-time singles champion. Her entrance music also had a money theme. She was wearing a Statue of Liberty-like crown and a Japanese flag-themed white robe, which she removed to reveal she was in her gear. Ooh, with heels too, vet. Mm. Anyway, Kari held up the belt and Monet dropped her. She called for a mic and delivered a promo, introducing herself and setting up a match at Battle in the Valley in San Jose on, uh, on February 18th. Yeah, that's in your neck of the woods, pretty much. Yeah, it's about two hour drive away. Are you gonna go? I will not be attending. No. Ah, oh, damn. That, it's sucks. just a it, dude. It's just a lot of work. Um, no, they, I understand, dude. I, I can't. I can't. I I went when they came, so I've seen my new Japan. I got Rainmaker Same gave me have, a me too. Rainmaker yeah. Rainmaker gave me a high five, so I'm good. You know my story about the damn Rainmaker. Yes, it's a great story. We'll tell it again sometime. Um, yeah, but not now. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. That's so how that thing got led to to that story. Oh, but anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. So so um, yeah. Everybody's really just talking about the fact that you know Kyrie kind of took a bump a little bit early because it seemed like she didn't know what the hell move was trying to happen. So it kind of got a little awkward. Yeah, that was there, awkward. But... That was awkward. And I think to be fair, I think uh, Mercedes Monet. Well, maybe she felt a little uncomfortable, especially. I don't know if she was what she was expecting in terms of New Japan and the crowd, but they were just kind of like, just in awe, really. You know, because when they see mm. WWE sort of wrestlers, they understand, and let's be real, they really do. They understand how big of stars they kind of are in the mainstream type of audience, and they really like appreciate that too. I mean. There's nothing better than a big, bad American heel in Japan, right? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just want to give this for a little context. There's a a random Japanese guy follows me uh, on Twitter. Right. And okay. I don't know this person. And the only reason they follow me is probably because I made may have made like a post about New Japan at some point and like with hashtags. So maybe they were searching hashtags and they just saw my <laughs> post and they... And they wanted to follow me for whatever reason. So, so this person, whenever there's like an event, like in the Tokyo Dome or whatever, this person usually goes to um, these these events and like they they post pictures from their seat and they live tweet the whole thing. So whether they're actually at the event or whether they're watching on, um, you know, watching at home, the, you know, he's live tweeting the he's live tweeting the show. And when it came to the part about, you know, Sasha, you know, he's basically like, and you have to use the Twitter translate, you know, to, to change the Japanese to English. So it's not going to be a perfect translation, but it was something to the effect of, you know, the, uh, the entire, you know, the entire cachet of the women's division just shot up, you know what I mean? (laughs) So this is a, a Japanese person in Japan, basically putting it over like, you know, this is a big deal. This is a this is a really big deal, and it is a big deal. It really mm-hmm. is, and that's how they react. They when they when they dig something, man, they really look like they they pay attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that this was the first event, I believe, 
that cheering was loud again. And you could tell they weren't used to even cheering. Because if you look back, I mean, look back to the old 80s, 90s, all Japan stuff, especially in particular, mm. the fans were nuts in Japan back then, dude. Like, I mean, crazy. The fans build with today. the match too. Like they start Absolutely, out, right. they start out with clapping during like the wrestling part, and then when stuff gets heats up, like you know, they start yelling out the wrestler names. Like you'll hear people Ch- yell Ch- out, Kenny, you know, Kenny. yeah, Kenny. And then and then and then by the end, they're like stomping their feet and screaming and stuff. Like when the when the false <laughs> finishes and stuff come in, so they're, they're into it. They know what they're they know what's up. Um, now, been did trained you... now though a little bit though, vet. I feel that's yeah. the only thing. Well, so this wasn't the only event that I had cheering because some Tokyo shows like at Korokin had cheering aloud and some of different towns. It all depends on like, I guess, how sick the towns had been lately is how much was allowed. Right. Like, so it's just the whole thing's crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about that. I just wanted Shoot. to say that, um, you know, um, so, so I wanted to ask you, did, did you see... What what did you think Sasha was going to do before this happened? Like, because there were rumors and stuff, but I, just for example, like I thought, uh, you know, because WWE obviously seems to be with Triple H being fine with people like doing little special things. Like Carl Anderson was here on this show. Nakamura was in Noah a couple nights before, you know. So he 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 is, and I'm sure he wants to have Sasha back. So I was thinking that she might show up as Sasha Banks because she's going to be able to go back and forth, like at her leisure. Maybe she'll do a little stardom tour and then maybe she'll come back or something like that. But that's what I thought would happen. But what did, what did you think might happen? Honestly, look where they smoked this fire. I, I I knew she was going to appear at rescue. And that was a sure thing for me at that point, right? Right before the event started. But I didn't expect Mercedes Monet. I was expecting Mercedes something, but not Monet. <laughs> just, just it is kind of whack, isn't it? Let's... Yeah, I mean, just a little bit whack. Eminem. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Sasha Banks is so much better, dude. Like, really, you know, the boss. But in saying that, if she was going to be appearing as Sasha Banks, I would have thought she would have already been Sasha Banks in New Japan right now, or stardom yeah. even moving forward. But We'll see. See, I'm not sure. Like, my gut tells me she's still signed with WWE and WWE's allowing her to do her thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, why is she using the, you know, Mercedes Monet character right. and not Sasha Banks? Unless she doesn't unless she doesn't want to stooge off that she's still with WWE. Okay, but what's Or like or like they make a deal just to I you know, I, I agree, Jimmy. I'm 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 just trying to figure out like what the reasoning they might have. I mean it's I'm I'm sure silly. either one of us would just be like I don't care just call yourself your most famous name you know That's like it, man yeah she should have been Sasha Monet for for yeah. I care or Mercedes you know Banks <laughs> yeah hey Isn't, Mercedes what's wrong Banks with that? sounds actually pretty cool man think about it Mercedes Banks like yeah. ching it's all yeah. about the Monet I'm the twin no. sister of Sasha <laughs> Banks <laughs> yeah like Sasha Fierce like Beyonce. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's true. She would wow. call herself Sasha Fierce. So there you go. Oh, and uh, we got a comment in the chat going to you, Vet. Uh, Buckshot Kid says, like I told Vet before, I don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling because I don't want to see so many Western people on the show all the time. That doesn't make sense, dude. 
just quietly. But um, why? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're very, they're they're very few and far between. But to what? but to watch but to but to watch a <laughs> buckshot kids just trolling. But to watch a to watch AEW, you would think that everybody in New Japan is a white guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they only bring uh, it. They only bring it up. They'd be like, "Oh, Trent from New Japan." Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Trent. That's not real. Trent's Trent. not from. Trent's not in New Japan. Oh look, Homeboy's back from the sim bin, and he says, "Nature Boy Ric Flair is the greatest of all time." Woo. I don't know, man. Not, for, but he also says my favorite Japanese wrestler was Sopporo Nagasaki. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Neither do I. Who I think he combined he... a beer and another <laughs> Japanese and and a Japanese uh, city. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's wrong with people? Anyway, let's get back into Wrestle Kingdom, though. But like I said, I don't know what's going on with Mercedes Monet. Hopefully she's much because the thing is when you let the talent do whatever they want, you get this. I'm just saying, like a little bit, yeah. And and know, I and as I pointed out on another show I did, like, can you name a non-awkward New Japan debut? <laughs> like, they're yeah, all no, awkward. It's Every true. single it's, one of them. That's one thing they don't do well as debuts. Yeah, it's strange that right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, unless it's Jericho, because Jericho just gets it, you know what I mean? Like, when he's in Japan, he goes full Japan mode, if you know what I mean. I hated Chris Jericho in Japan. Really? I thought it was pretty good, man. Eh. He, I bet he that. thought it was pretty good. Oh, he no, he just he just comes in, great, he, he's, he's, he's stuck in his memories of Japan from the 90s, like... He's like, oh yeah, I just, I just, I just go and beat everybody up, and they love it. And he's like, like, I'm Bruiser Brody size. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and he overdoes it too. Are you like, serious? Naito. <laughs> and 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 all of a sudden, everybody in New Japan starts bleeding from the head as soon as Chris Jericho shows up. <laughs> what? Every this time, is weird. Too. Yeah. Just well, he's, he's so he he's he's done. Stick a fork in him. But anyway, yeah, let's yeah, talk about cool. real Japanese wrestling now. And you know what? This match was pretty good. I felt it was Bishamon in Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeating FTR in Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler to win the IWGP. Yeah, well, <laughs> the whitest is white guys you can get. But they also end up winning the IWGP World Tag Team Heavyweight titles in a really good hard-hitting match. Yeah, it was all right. You know, um, FTR is overrated as fuck, and uh, I agree, dude, one hundred fucking percent. Thank you. They're only they're only good they're only good because everybody else is so bad at tag team wrestling these days. So as long as you've watched a few Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express VHS tapes, you could be better than every other tag team. So <laughs> well, that's kind of what they ripped off the theme, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, it's an homage, Jimmy. It's an homage, but oh. Sorry. But uh, yeah, it's different than a ripoff My because bad. it's a different word. Um, but so, homage. Yeah, and and but um, this highlights the problem with um, the one glaring problem with New Japan as a company, which is there is no tag team division, none. This this is it. Bishamon yeah, is it. What they're, is the and, tag team division? And they're right only right. Bishamon only was a slap together tag team that came around last year. 
And it took him all the way up until like a couple of months ago to finally get like a new theme song, matching gear, a tag team name and all this other stuff. But you basically took two fucking guys that you didn't want to do anything with. You were never going to pull the trigger on Hiroki Goto. Yoshihashi is like the absolute one of the worst wrestlers that they have. (laughs) And you put them together. and It's like, I don't know this, (laughs) like you can see Gato not caring. But um, but to be fair, they've ended up gelling pretty well. I mean, even I didn't eh, like them at first, but they've grown on me over the last couple of years, dude. That's fine. But even if you like them, like who else? There's no one else. Like they yeah, broke up. I mean, they broke up Suzuki Goon, so Zach and Taichi aren't a thing. Um, yeah, what's you've up got? With that, and, and they were just a slap together tag team, you know. So I don't know. I if it were me, what I would do is I would take. Uh, you know, I would definitely concentrate on maybe a couple of the young lions that are going to come through in the next few years and make them a team when they come back. And, um, and then I would take the legends like 10 cozy and, uh, GBH. Um, and I would, I would make them like, yeah, I would make them like actual contenders. Like instead of just having them, you know, do jobs, like I would have them as tag teams and be contenders as tag teams. Um, because if you can't come up with a better tag team, we might as well use the legends for something besides, you know, letting other guys go over on them just, just for a little bit. Like that, that's what I would do. And then, you know, but, but as it is, they just, they don't have a focus on the tag team division and that's one thing, but now they don't even have tag teams and that's a completely different thing. Yeah, which is strange. I mean, they've never been like this when you really think about it. I mean, this is weird in many ways. They don't usually f- allow that type of stuff to happen, but it right. is what it is. That's probably um, why they were okay with FTR just having those belts for however long because there was nothing else to do with it anyway. Dude, Dax Hardwood needs to shut the fuck up straight up. Like, And Dax Cash Jackson Wheeler. And Cash Cashson. Wait, and Cash Wheeler, he's you know what man, he's so much more underrated though compared to to um, Dash. To be honest, man, I think um, seriously, Dash, their Dashy. names Dash Dashy, fucking Cash Cashy. Yeah. Why not call them Cashwood? <laughs> Cashwood Hardson. Um, oh man! Yeah, I don't even know. Who, what was I, have their to, original I have to names? actually think. I have to actually think of who, which ones, which, <laughs> and what their names are. It's it's a tongue twister, dude. Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood. What the fuck? What does that even mean? Like, I don't know. It's just a bunch of sounds. It's <laughs> a bunch of sounds in a row. Cash, Cash Wheeler, yeah. Cash Daxon and Dax Cashton. <laughs> Cash Daxon. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. So uh, yeah, I'm crying so. right here, man. That is fucking funny. Uh, speaking of funny, Facebook user says Pretty Deadly are more in sync than FTR. Dax is rest of the year in 2022. Leaving cash in the dust, yet he lost more times than not. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yeah, Pretty Deadly's <laughs> yes, fucking great. They're the, probably the best tag team in the world right now. If you want I've, to be serious about I, it. I've, I've always talked them up, man. I mean, I, I kind of dig them. You know what I mean? They, they're, just, they're, a good, they're a real tag team. They're a proper tag team. And they actually go back to the UK as well as a tag team. But, um, yeah, and they just work, man. Um, it, it is what it is. But as we're saying about New Japan, we need some tag teams. But uh, 
where they go from here, who the hell knows. But then again, the next match could be a hint though, Vet, because we get Zack Sabre Jr., Renderita, via submission to become the first IWGP World Television Champion. And um, all TV total matches will have a 15-minute time limit moving forward. This one didn't get that far, but they wrestled like they were on clock, though. And I kind of enjoy this because, you know, ZSJ, it, he makes me laugh just how good he is in the ring. And just the way he talks shit and just his head. Like, really, he's got a head you just want to fucking slap, right? But that's what makes him so great. I mean, he's so underrated, in my opinion. It took me a while to really understand him. But damn it, man, I've been a fan of his for years now. And what's with the blonde hair, dude? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he looks more of a why, why out of nowhere. Yeah. He looks more of a douchebag. It's heat, I guess, right? Like you were saying earlier, it's heat. Maybe, yeah. But this confused me also because we get my boys in TMDK mm-hmm. um, and ZSJ joins TMDK. Uh, yeah, they gave him the shirt. Oh, I... I I don't know if I like this, dude, because generally, like, going by history with TMDK, it's usually always strictly an Australian group with Australian Mm. wrestlers. Always. Always has been. That TMDK group has been a thing for years on the Australian indie scene. You know what I mean? And Jonah's also part of that originally. Well, what about Bad Dude Tito? (laughs) Bad Dude Tito. What about He's in it. He's in it. He's, he, unless they kicked him out at some point and I didn't notice, but he he's not Australian. Well, it was supposed to be. It was always meant to be strictly. So you're saying Australian. it was? It started with Bad Dude Tito. They started sullying the. Uh, so well, you're saying you want to keep TMDK segregated, is what you're saying? No, that, no. That's, see, now that so, sounds bad. So that sounds the, bad. the headline is that Jimmy T wants segregation <laughs> in wrestling. Okay, got it. No, 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 not like that. I'm just saying I find it kind of weird that right. that that faction always traditionally was strictly because that was the motto like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like them taking over the you know the independent scene worldwide mm-hmm. as a unit you know what i mean mm-hmm. but uh i guess things well do you think well, maybe maybe it's just because when they first started out only australian guys were going to be in the group because nobody else would come to australia because it doesn't exist but well that's um, true i, I don't well, exist just quietly yeah. uh, i'm not here i'm yeah not this even here so is, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I don't. I'm. It's a. It's a. It's here. a bootleg British accent. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so. a real bootleg British accent. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but the, what I didn't like about it was Zach so easily joining it, like because yeah, he's always uh, like he he just got out of a group and he seems like the kind of guy that would be like fuck off, you know, like you and just he wouldn't... acted like he was going yeah. to like throw the shit yeah and then yeah and then he just so he joined too easily maybe this could have taken a few more shows for him to finally agree to it like them chasing him around with the shirt like come on man do it and he's like i don't know you know like something uh, like he's so happy to join too like really like yeah a a, a big character 180 for him because he's usually such a miserable complaining a douchebag with blonde hair right so i mean so all of a sudden he's a happy hey my buddies i don't know it just it felt a little weird but i don't know man whatever it's it's too late now he's in it this is classic zsj i'm furious brian danielson you cheeky bastard huh that was not technical wrestling i did not sign up for that I was coming for you, Brian, because we were going to find out who the best technical wrestler in the world is. You didn't bloody show up, did you? 
And surprises, I bloody hate surprises. Sodding Claudio. Did he not get the memo? That was supposed to be a technical wrestling match. Where was the technique, you Swiss bastard? Three years ago, I said that giving a technical wrestling match to an American audience was like reading Shakespeare to a dog. Well, I've updated it. It's like asking a dead dog to decipher whether a Monet is a fraudulent or not. That was not a technical wrestling match. I am still the best technical wrestler in the world. Huh? But next time, any of you soddy yanks, huh? Wanna put the test to me? You can get your ass to Japan, you can get your ass to the UK, because I'm not coming back to America. That's it, it's Jay, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little, a little different, wouldn't you say? It is, but we'll see what happens, man. I just didn't like how enthusiastic he was in joining TMDK. It was just, it was just unrealistic, but... Who am I to say? Maybe they're best friends for you know, man. But uh, anyway, maybe well, maybe, if they, maybe if Brian Danielson would have gave him a, a Blackpool Combat Club shirt, he would have happily joined that group instead of you know having heat with them. Maybe, maybe it's just no, about it, no one offering him shirts this whole time. He would have been good actually in the Blackpool Combat Club. I, I think he would have been great, but that didn't happen. He's, he's closer to being from Blackpool than any of them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's facts. But anyway, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. ends up defeating Ren Narita via submission to become the first IWGP World Television Champion. And as I was saying earlier, but uh, afterwards, Shane Haste and Mickey, oh, Mikey Nichols came out and offered the Suzuki-gun Alum on their team as Zack Sabre Jr. joined them by putting on the TMDK shirt. I guess the mighty don't kneel, including Zack Sabre Jr. vet. Hmm. Yeah, well, we, we covered all that. I would, I would like to just point out that um, with Ren Narita doing the I'm, I am actually oh. Katsuyori Shibata gimmick, Dude, I just think the kid I don't know is if a, I like that. He's too much of a carbon copy of, of Shibata. Like, literally. He's the well, actually, actually, I was going to say he's not enough of a carbon copy because he's too soft to be... Like, his, his, his strikes don't have any sting on him. Um, he's not as well versed in grappling. Um, even his attitude and demeanor doesn't seem like he's really that much of a cold-blooded killer. He's <laughs> just—he just seems like he's—he's he's a cosplayer, but not actually trying to embody the spirit. I mean, when you watch when you watch a Shibata kick somebody, and then you watch Narita kick somebody, it's night and day difference. And no offense to the kid, I just don't think that's the person he should be emulating. So either he's going to grow into this and actually tighten up some of his stuff, or he's going to evolve out of the gimmick and be his own gimmick. Um, yeah, uh, it's true. And I'm, I'm to be fair, Vet, I'm starting to hate this uh, let's pretend to be a pro wrestler thing going on in all of pro wrestling. I mean, <laughs> yeah. including FTR, you know, Dash Dashwood and uh, Cash Cash, cash, cash Money. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cash cashwood whatever those guys yeah. they're always literally you know pretending playing wrestlers they're, they're literally mimicking everybody's matches these days mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it is what it is but as far as ren narita goes the kid's got potential let's be honest he yeah. does right he's good he's but, good but just not shibata like but he not should, shibata right you know he just doesn't you know i never when i when i watched his young lion matches i never really thought he wasn't good 
but I also was not sitting there looking at him saying, oh, I see another Shabbat on our hands. Just <laughs> no, no, I never thought that. He doesn't, you know, and other than the haircut, what's what's really the, haircut, the, 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 the similarity? Yeah, it's just he's just not the same. And you got Shabbat sitting right there. And then when they cut to him, when they cut the Shabbat at the announce desk. He doesn't look impressed, he, dude. Well, and yeah, but he he looks way tougher just sitting there in the announce chair than than uh, Narita looks in the ring. He's soft. Narita's soft in in physique and in his uh, mechanics. So if he just tightens it up a little bit, it'd be all right. But I don't think he has a heart for it, personally. Not just the heart. I think personally he's too young to be trying to uh, not grizzled like, enough. Up. Nah, he needs to. Okay. That gimmick shouldn't have been thrown on him at such a young age, man. Right. The kid doesn't need that sort of pressure right now. Does it almost feel like somebody said, hey, you look like Shibata. Hey, Shibata, why yeah. don't you train him it and try does. to make him you? It does. I mean, he does. He, he does look like a young Shibata. Just a Mimito version of a Shibata. I mean, you know, Shibata's a bread, right? Also, Shibata, right? That's a, he'd yeah. be like... Oh, that's be a, that's Italian like uh, Francesco right. Akira. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he'd be half a ciabatta, literally, if uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm if saying? That, so, if that, yeah. Half as generous, yes. I hope they don't kill the kid because the kid is good. Hey, He's just... Yeah. While we're talking about the TV championship, can we just say fuck both of these guys? Because it really <laughs> should have been the ultimate winner uh, of the TV championship should have been Kenta. Like 100%. If you wanted a guy to be on your social media and like trying to get a belt over, that's the guy you want. He can speak well, Japanese and English <laughs> fluently, and his promos. I, I know you probably didn't watch a lot of these, but the promos that he cut backstage throughout throughout the entire G One, just of him oh, like promoting I, his promoting his autobiography and all the funny yeah. stuff that he did, dude. That guy is so funny. That's who you want. If if the, if the idea of this belt is to really be like to push the company through social media, I'm sorry. Even Zack Sabre Jr. is not really going to give you what you want there. And Narita sure as shit wasn't going to do it. But Kenta is very camera friendly and media friendly. So I would have had him doing all kinds of promo work on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, every every social media platform to try to get this thing over because that, that guy's brilliant. Where was Kenta anyway? I don't know. That's weird that he wasn't on the card. But anyway, he was on. He was on the dash the next night. Yeah, right. that's true. But no, he yeah, was. No, dash. wasn't he on the show? Uh, I don't think so, dude. Wait. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. He, Maybe he probably I'm wrong. wasn't. No, he was in the rumble. He was in the rumble because he did the Santino power walk thing. Did he? And okay. then on the I yeah, missed the rumble. So and on New Year's Dash, he also did the spot where he's going to lock up with Tana and then he does the power walk. So now he's getting a yeah, power yeah. walk over. He's basically <laughs> making everybody very disappointed that they did not choose him to be the television champion. But anyway, well, I'm sure he'll get his shot, man, because he's too good not to, but to be fair, do we need another championship? Yes. Yes. we oh, did. oh, that's right. Well, that's if, if, if you're making a belt just so that, uh, the world can see more Kenta promos, then yes. <laughs> then yes, Should absolutely. they called it the Axis TV Championship? <laughs> I, literally, 
Locked TNT Championship. <laughs> no, because no, no one knows what Access TV is. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get some more Seth Rollins laughs on this show. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's my favorite part of all your shows. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, Tamatonga is next, and it's Tamatonga versus Carl Anderson for the Never Open Weight Championship. Man. Tama, I love him, but let's be real. He's just not the same Tama. He's just Jimmy Changa, as Enzo like you know used to call him, because he, him without being, not being in Bullet Club, I don't know, dude. He's just I don't know. There's something. He's the missing. good bad guy. The good bad guy, but he's missing something. Yeah. It's just there's something missing, man. And him without Bullet Club, I know it's been like this for quite a while now, but. I don't know, man. Well, what at this? I I understand what you're saying, Jimmy. On the other hand, consider this: what else is he gonna do in Bullet Club? They've done everything. He won the tag team champions a thousand times. True. He's been a heel. He's already done all that. There's nothing else he can do. He's giving this a try. Yeah, maybe it's not as good as he used to be, but he can always flip that switch when he needs to. If he if he needs to, he'll give you a good. <sighs> He'll give you a good baby face, uh, like like a tough baby face promo when he, when he needs to. Like he can do it, but I think the real problem we need to talk about is fucking Carl Anderson, who's the shits. You know what I mean? And you fat and lazy. Him, absolutely hate him. Didn't he? Oh, well, he's didn't he, lazy, didn't he keep the shirt on the whole match? Like, he did. Yeah. He what did. a bum. And what else I noticed, dude? Uh, maybe I'm tripping, but um, did you notice he's wearing his OC WWE gear, right? <laughs> was he? <laughs> but not even the shirt. The shirt he was wearing was the, the OC WWE shirt. But not just that. I noticed he was wearing his WWE gear, but he must have been wearing a stocking over it or some shit because it was hard to like see it. But you knew that was it. But it was kind of like he was trying to blur it out by weird. wearing a stocking over it. Yeah, weird. Weird. But yes, he has. Yeah, he's a fat. He's a fat cunt, dude. That's what we call him down here. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, let's be fair. He used to be in shape. He used to be a machine back in the day. No pun intended. A machine really gun. Uh-huh. A machine gun. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 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 anyway, no, but for real. But he has gotten lazy. But I do like Carl Anderson, Vet. I really do, man. Oh, I mean, I've fuck liked you. This since... podcast over. I'm out of here. You can find me at Opinion <laughs> Ever on all the social media platforms. And... Um, I don't know. And he fucked up the finish. Like, that was the big moment when he was supposed to go for the gun stun, and he, like, completely screwed up the bump and just looked like an idiot and made them both look like idiots. He comes across like he doesn't give a fuck, straight up. Like, Well, there's not giving a fuck, and then there's ruining another guy's moment, you know? Like, I don't think he meant to do it. I think he just sucks that bad. Wow. Well, go back. You go back and watch the that last gun stun. You tell me that he just didn't know what he was doing on that bump. I well, mean, you know what? I have the easiest bump it, in the world so. to take. You fall down on your face. You don't have to like go backwards. You don't have to do anything. You just the guy jumps up, <laughs> he grabs you, and you just go down. And he screwed that up. Carl Anderson. He's a, he's a WWE guy now, vet. I mean, come on. Yeah. You can't screw up that face, dude. Just well, then honest. I guess he ain't going to be in a program with Randy Orton anytime soon. <laughs> 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 it's so true. 
Well, anyway, Machine Gun was not accompanied by any of his fellow WWE superstars. He did cheap shot Tama with the belt before the bell and worked the heat against his old Bullet Club teammate in and out of the ring. But he couldn't put Tonga away as both men were desperate to hit Gunstun and Tama finally hit one off the middle rope. He followed it up with another one which didn't land clean as you said Vet to win it and that was it. But uh, yeah, not much to really say about that match other than meh. It's true, right. but how do you how I do you hit how do you fan. hit a how do you hit a gun stun off the second rope, and then just pick him up for a regular one? That's the, the <laughs> if you hit one off the second rope, that's the finish. Stop. Like how just cheesy stop. does the name gun stun sound? It sounds I mean, it's very cheesy. Backwards. Too. Yeah, it's backwards, it's, right? Uh, right. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like it's yeah. funny. Yeah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's oh, funny, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> so, so, another weird thing that happened is in the press conference at the backstage afterwards. Then Carl Anderson comes back and like shakes hands and is like nice with everybody, and it's like Jado's there and everybody, Kikaleo's there, and he's just like, "I love Kikaleo. you, bro," you know, and it's like. What do you mean I love you? You turned on me. Like I didn't I didn't get this at all. Like why are they you hit me with the belt to start the match? Why why are, why are we why are we shaking hands and hugging now and toasting beers? Like what kind of shit bre, is bre. this? It's machine gun shit, vet. That's what that is. Carl Anderson should be banned from New Japan <laughs> for fucking well, well. up everybody's business. Those motherfuckers have literally been able to be in every single promotion in a year why anybody why would anybody how could anybody feel good about handing them money like it's (laughs) unless it's like unless it's like a payoff to not come like just take this just take this envelope and get the fuck out of my sight the honest truth about you know the good brothers is they're a real poor man's version of the outsiders let's be real i mean real poor like they're like a homeless man's version they're like a they're (laughs) like a a meth addict tent town homeless (laughs) person Going into Walmart to steal stuff <laughs> version of oh, the Outsiders. No. Well, apparently they're good guys. That's all that matters. Because they're the good brothers. Get it? Anyway. Uh, but next, speaking of good brothers, we got some good legends. Because it is Keiji Muto, formerly yeah. of the great Muta. And Hiroshi Tanahashi. And also Retsu's son himself, Shota Umino, who's back from excursion. Defeating... Los Ingebernables in, well, de Japón, in defeating Tetsuya Naito and Sonata and Bushi. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sick of these guys always losing, dude. Well, it's Bushi, so. I love Bushi, dude. Bushi's... I know, but he's only there to lose. Well, he's so cool. He's there he's to have the coolest outfit, which I don't think his outfit was that cool this year. Not, not this year, no. And, um, and to take the pin. That's that's what he's there to do. But come on, man. I mean, he's got... Honestly, I think if he was in WWE, he might even be a bigger star there because eh. of his mask and, you know, that they might, you know, push him a little bit. Well, he'd, he'd have heat got because the mask looks similar to Ray's mask. So he'd have heat with that. Well, and then it, they it, would bury him and then he'd be on main event and then they'd release him. Well, to be fair, it was Mexico that inspired his look. So... I'm not saying I have a problem with it. There's, you know, but that that mask design is very. There's a few guys that have masks that's kind of similar to that. Um, just like a handful of guys over the years, but 
Yeah, I yeah, mean, I like I like Bushi's cool man. I like Bushi's like when he dress up in the suit, in the suit with like yeah, the big absolutely. the big native headdress and, and all that too. stuff. Like, yeah, like he's got a lot of cool outfits, but he's really just there to take the fall. So, and Tetsuya Naito, man, he's one of my favorites. Always will be. But damn it, I feel like the end is coming real quick for him, dude. He's shot. His legs are shot, dude. Mm -hmm. Every year, he makes us think that he's going to have one more run, and then they just fucking pull the rug out from him at the last second. I want to see it, dude. I want to see one last big run from Tetsuya Naito, man. Yeah. Well, he's one of those guys that if he would just change his style up a little bit, um, he wouldn't need to... Like he he's he's the people love him enough that it won't matter what he does in the ring. So he should just maybe transition into something a little bit, you know. Has he has he gotten lazy? You think, vet? Because let's be real, man. Even on Wrestle Kingdom, for him wearing a t-shirt in the ring is unlike him for Wrestle Kingdom, dude. Uh, yeah, but it's not for unlike- the dashes, sure, and all those type of events when he's in tag matches and shit. Absolutely, he always wears a t-shirt. But Wrestle Kingdom, man. When was the last time? When was the last time Naito was involved in a random six man on Wrestle Kingdom, though? True. Wait. So I mean, he's usually in a main event of some kind or for some kind of singles championship. So of course he's going to take his shirt off. But it's not out of his character. And him being lazy actually is his character. Like that's That's kind of his. It's like beneath him. Like everything. Yeah. Like I don't even know why I'm doing this. But but so so that plays into it. Yeah. He's a little bit of Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Orange Cassidy ripped him off, whichever. Um, But I mean, it's it's similar to that. I. I, But much better. Yeah. I I mean, the whole thing leading up to this was how am I going to get a spot? on Wrestle Kingdom. Like, that was the storyline all year. Like, I got to get to the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, and then it's like, oh, well, I can't do it this way. Well, maybe I'll be that... Maybe I'll join Tag League and win that. Nope, can't do that. You know, like, how are you going to have... How are you going to have... You could have had Naito and Sonata, but instead you went with Goto and Yoshihashi. That just shows you um, how little faith they have in LIJ, because I guess they figure... Well, they're going to sell the merch regardless, so why push him? I don't know. Yeah, but, man, I don't know. For me, like, they're, they're always special. Even, especially when they come out, you know, to a Western audience, they feel even more special. Because everyone eats it up, dude. Anyone that, like, I'm so... I hated the fact that Naito wasn't on uh, Forbidden Door earlier, or well, last right. year now. Mm-hmm. He so would have been so great to be on Forbidden Door. Because I feel like most of the Western fans totally dig Naito once they see him. Like, once right. you just get a you know look for him, and his his history in New Japan and his story is so real. You know what I mean? When he was the Stardust, you know he was meant to be the guy, but the fans didn't see him as the guy. He had that Roman Reigns stigma mm-hmm. long before Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he actually received it in a bad way, like in a negative way. Part of his character is him sort of, uh, you know, hating the fans for, you know, not believing in him, which makes it even greater. And even his eye gimmick, I don't know if many fans know where this comes from, but it actually came from a place of racism yeah. in Mexico. In Mexico, which is, yeah. Right, because they all used to, because he's Asian, obviously, they all used to, be, mm. used to say to him, like, open your eyes, open your eyes. So he started doing that. 
and he made money out of it. That is what you call smarts, man. Turning a bad thing into a positive thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is. Unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, with New Japan, you can almost never tell what's real because they actually try to protect kayfabe over there. So. Well, when somebody true. says something, you kind of just have to take their word for it because they're not going to break character on some podcast and tell you something different. True. You know what well, I mean? So, and I'll he keeps up the me. gimmick at all times, right? Absolutely. Well, as I was saying before, this is Mudo's last New Japan match, a fun trios match designed to give the commentary team a chance to talk about Mudo's connections to the other men in the ring and B, to put over Umino... The latter was accomplished when Muda let him pin Bushi after he hit him with a shining wizard shooter and Naito had a tense moment as the visitors exited. And uh, you know what? Short, uh, you know, short, oh, shooter, Umano, shall I call him? Um, he's got, he's got the next Hiroshi Tanahashi written all over him also. But again, as we are saying about the Chibatas out there, the next Chibatas, we also got to be careful with Shooter, but Shooter's just naturally gifted, man, and has got that it factor about him anyway. Yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, again, a softer version of Tanahashi even, which yeah, that almost that almost sounds it's like generations, ridiculous. It's the generations, bro. And yeah, people just don't not... realize how fucking like, hardcore Tanahashi was back in the day, man. Yeah. He's so grizzled, but like... He his his appearance uh, looks like a a very fantastic looking rock star from space or something right. like that. But but he's actually he's pretty grizzled. Dude, you know, Absolutely. he's just a very nice nice happy go lucky looking guy. The, but the nicest guy I've ever met in my life, right. bro. For real, like yeah. that's that's legit. But you also, if you've watched him over the years, you know that he turns it on sometimes. Where he could he could get those fans to turn on him in a second if he wanted to. Absolutely, like he's man. just that good. He just knows just how to be just that arrogant and just that big of a prick, just enough to get <laughs> the people to turn on him at any moment. So, so like he knows what he's doing and. I don't know if Shooter's ever going to be able to reach that level. Even if they push him to that level, it's not necessarily going to mean anything. So, and the other the question is, you got Yuya uh, Uemura is over doing stuff in Impact right now and, and everything. And he kind of is growing his hair out and it's like, he kind of looks like they want him to be a Tanahashi. So, like, are we going to have a battle of the Tanahashis? Or are we going to have a Tanahashi tag team? Or, like... You know what? What's gonna eventually happen? How many? How many guys with feathered, uh, highlighted <laughs> hair are we gonna have in Japan? In a you know, in a, a couple years here. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not sold on Shooter yet. Um, and um, do you I did think, think he should be the next Liger, possibly even put him under I, a mask. I don't know. I don't know what he should be. He looks like. He looks like if. Uh, if. Tanahashi was looking at John Moxley and was like, "I want to try to do that kind of <laughs> like that's what it seems like, you know, it's like a, the worst combination of both those guys." And um, well, I, apparently Moxley was one of his idols yeah. growing up too. I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole that shoot. Is. That's where the whole shooter thing comes right. from. Moxley it's, gave him the name. Yeah, because he mispronounced his first name. So <laughs> anyway, shorter, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway. Yeah, so, like, the only other thing about this match I really want to say is I did think it was funny when Muda went to go up for a moonsault and everybody talked him down and he just <laughs> yeah. casually casually climbed back down the ropes. That was funny. Man, the fact that he's still going blows my mind, dude. And I've always been a fan of the great Muta 
and he used the only Japanese wrestler to actually win a major North American World Championship in the WCW World Championship. So he's the only guy that can claim that, and he was a huge star back in the day, man. Yeah, um, worldwide, that is. Oh, certainly, and he's he's a he's a lot of people's first like exposure to like a real. Like a real pushed wrestler from Japan from another company. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, cause, cause of course Japanese guys have been around, but like the way New Japan has their Young Lion system and their excursion system and all that stuff, this was like the first like major company exposure for a lot of people to see him do that. And, um, you know, there were times in this match where I was worried. I was like, is he going to fall over? Don't fall over. Like, uh, He's still but, a solid brick shithouse, though, man. He's, he, still he's a built. Big he's dude. built good, but now, like you know, again, the legs. Yeah. The legs, right? They're the upper body's much bigger, and yeah, the legs are the not legs. as you know the knees, um, not what they His used legs, to be. He's got They're, that bow sort of. Uh, yeah, he's got the bowed knees. So, like, right. that's just what happens if you can't fight Father Time. So, um, uh, well, but I, but I mean, he didn't fall over. And it, it was a it was a okay match to to actually have a send off. Um, it was you fine, didn't want to have like a you didn't want to have like a singles match or something. He just had a match with Nakamura, you know, the previous three days. So I didn't get to see that one yet. But I um, haven't either. But I'm kind of eager because everyone's telling me this was the old Nakamura. I did see the entrance. That was spectacular, dude. I mean, the way that was done was unbelievable. Yeah. Put it that so, way. But I do so want to I mean, check it out yeah well everybody go check it out but uh what, what, what was next on this one uh it is hiromu takahashi defeating taiji ishimori and el desperado and your favorite guy in master wado yeah. i can't stand that dude to win the iwgp junior heavyweight championship but to be fair vet where do we go with takahashi i feel like he's been there done that a million times over i don't know what's next for him I love the guy. He's so talented. But surely, I mean, him and Despy can go on forever. I mean, seriously. But really, is it time for him to move on? I mean, maybe try to bulk up and go heavyweight? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they really do that. They probably could just say he's a heavyweight. He doesn't have to do anything. He's but... kind of pretty... So yeah, but Japan don't like usually play that way. They legitimately like... For example, like when Kenny went from cruiserweight to heavyweight, and many other wrestlers, not from cruiserweight, but from light heavyweight, whatever, in Japan, he legitimately put on a lot of muscle mass to start looking like a heavyweight. I yeah, love but that other guys aesthetic. don't do that like um i mean some people do i mean like some some people good. just decide some people just decide they're a heavyweight or a junior like look true. at takagi he came in as a junior yeah true and he's and then he, he don't look no different well true. he's a little fatter but that's because he's more that's wider, he's making yeah. more money that's because he's making more money and he's eating more so that's why he's fatter <laughs> but i mean like uh yeah so um i don't know what else you can do with hiromu it's time for hiromu to come to america for a while like because i agree like you you were saying with naito but i i feel even more so with hiromu if he I walks agree. out any crowd anywhere will instantly get him they will instantly understand so, him no I they will because he man. you just look at you know obviously he's wearing this weird squid jacket or whatever oh, that, that he has weird. that he, and he was he, pulling the heart or whatever it was it was like meant to like look like he was pulling some sort of body 
uh, right. string. It was like an really. eyeball on a string. Oh, or yeah, something. eyeball on the string. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, and he had this stuff with eyeballs all over it and squid tentacles <laughs> and everything. But normally he just wears like that that punk rock jean jacket, Which you know, with cool. the suicidal tendencies, Absolutely. with the all I wanted was a Pepsi on the bottom. And like, <laughs> it, when you see My this God. guy, yeah, you, you see this guy, you just immediately get it. And he's got a charisma that you don't need language to get the charisma. Um, dude, and not every Japanese do, guy has that. Um, no, 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 dude. But you know what's funny? If you get the, if you put the closed captions on while he's talking, especially mm-hmm. between him and Naito, it is the funniest yes. stuff you will right. read, man. It is that good. Yes, very, very funny. Um, so we know he's just the way his character is and stuff. Like even if you don't understand exactly, you can still get it. You get the flavor of it, and that's something that wrestling needs because wrestling in america is like a lot of the same you know it's, it's a bunch of guys that either look like um buddy murphy or they look <laughs> like mike bennett they're either like some mike they're bennett. either like some bald white guy with a beard or <laughs> some some white guy with the carrot haircut and a beard <laughs> like it's just it's like too much we need somebody that looks different yeah i call it the <laughs> carrot because they're you know it's like it's it's coming out the top and not on the sides like like a carrot thing he's a carrot Um, he's got a carrot top man yeah that's basically what it is so absolutely uh, so yeah i'm just saying there's too much there's too much same old shit you know and and somebody like hiromu would be like uh in anywhere he goes it'll just be an instant um like injection of life kind of oh yeah a breath of fresh air absolutely man as long as like the western audience can actually understand him and usually if you see the the first time you lay your, your eyes on him you just get it. I mean, he's that charismatic. He's another one that can play off that wrestling so beneath him. He's that good that it's just he's above it. But, but he's the opposite though. Like he he loves amazing. wrestling. Right, he loves right. wrestling to the point where he doesn't want to move up out of yeah, the juniors yeah. in character anyway. He doesn't want to move out of the juniors because he wants to elevate the entire division, not just <laughs> him leave the division. He wants the juniors to be the main events of the major shows. He wants to main event Wrestle Kingdom as a junior. Like that's what he has ambition. And so like but that and he's done he, he's beating everyone already. He's just there's no one yes, there to go that far. Yeah, I, I no, I I totally agree. But I'm just saying in 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 the character, that's what he's shooting for. Um, he didn't get to make Forbidden Door, right? He got sick at the last minute, right? Yes, so you're right. It was supposed to be him and Darby, and that's that would have been oh, the match to book. That would have been classic, because they're very similar in many ways, too. But not really. But they kind of would so complement each other, though, as characters, yeah. in my opinion. Well, yeah, they're, they're very similar in a way, but even still different. Um, but yeah, right. And, and while, while we're on the subject of Darby, just real quick, I'll just slide this in there because I know you watch AEW every week. But <laughs> of course. Uh, how good how good is Darby Allen, man? How good is Darby <laughs> Allen, bro? Well, you, you guys, I hope you guys are appreciating what you're seeing with him. No, no, no. Hey, I'm a fan of Darby, man. Always have been. My problem, though, with how they've booked Darby is the start-stop, start-stop thing with him, man. You can't keep doing that with him, dude. I mean, well, with him you can. With him you can because it's believable it that it, it's a believable that a guy like that could. The fact that he takes such a beating, he's not going to win a lot. But he also has the ability to beat 
maybe just maybe anybody on a given night that's the whole that's the whole gimmick well, just little things i see him do that set he, him apart like uh, he's believable you know f- for a small guy because he knows how to use his body in a way that w- could take anybody down because he literally uses his body as a weapon that's the positive thing about him because he gets who he is if that makes sense yeah, I, I, I want to point out something just to give you an idea, like the kind of stuff that I'm looking for, kind of like crossing your legs on a small package or whatever. Um, yeah. The match he had with Samoa Joe on the last week's Dynamite where he actually won, right? So at the beginning, he does the thing where he attacks he attacks with Joe the and then they go out there, does the hits him with a skateboard, jumps off the ladder on him and all this other stuff. That's all, whatever, I don't care. You know what my favorite part of the entire match was? It's when he goes and he grabs Joe in a headlock, right? Grabs him by the nose, sticks his fingers in his nose, and pulls him all the way down by the nose to the ring. Why is that important? Because how many times, Jimmy, have you seen, you know, when guys are, like, fighting outside, and one of them will just, like, lightly grab the other one by the back of the head, and they'll just walk somewhere? Like, yeah, it looks like, hey, let's hey let's just go for a walk, man. Literally, like, walking yeah. him. Hey, come on, whatever. let's, yeah. Like, like, you're really pulling this guy. No, you're just touching him, and we're just going for a walk. Darby grabs him by <laughs> yeah. the nose. If he, a guy like Samoa Joe, Darby can't pull Samoa Joe wherever he wants. But if he grabs him by the nose and Samoa Joe doesn't go, his nose is going to go. Exactly. So he has to walk with Darby not to get his nose Realism ripped off. Again. Yeah, and that's those are the things that set him apart from even the other guys that are like, like like a Jeff Hardy for example who just falls off stuff. Like he he would never do anything that smart in a match and never has. But Darby is actually a really good worker who just chooses to throw his body around recklessly. But he still knows what he's doing. Hiromu used to be like that more. He's calmed down a little bit ever since well, his neck since broke. Neck, yeah. yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, shit. But he was in, way crazier, but, dude. But you always you always get the sense that in any given moment he will bust out something crazy, which is why the time bomb name is so appropriate for him. But anyway, Absolutely. yeah. To your point though, he wins this match and like I don't know where you go with him because they've he's he's already cleaned the junior divisions out. I also don't like how um I also don't like how this was a four way because it really made no sense for him to win the best of the super juniors tournament. And then just two other guys just walk up and be like, I want a title shot. So it just ends up being a four way. Like, why do we even have a tournament then? Right. That's just, this, this is like, this is like an episode of SmackDown. Like Adam Pierce is like, I'll make it official. Uh, And then we have a four way. Like, nah, man, can we have just a singles match at wrestle kingdom for, for this? Like, do we have to, well, I, I guess know. they're trying to get as many guys on the card as possible, man. Fuck and that. Were you, were you watching Fuck it? Fuck that. With, Put them in the rumble. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Were you watching it with the English commentary team or the Japanese? The Japanese is still better, though. Like, Yeah, it's better. English, I, I, did, I had it on English this time. So did I, but the Japanese one was really good this time, like for some reason, I felt. But what do you think of Gino Gambino, man? I just find New Japan funny that they're so politically like they have to have a british dude an american dude and an australian dude like it's so new japan does that make sense like i think they just got whoever they could because really they could yeah i didn't miss whatever they want well we used to we used to have we used to have just kevin kelly and don or great together don keller's color guy was awesome i yeah no no i'm not i'm saying but neither one of them was 
diverse. It was just, you know, a Canadian American. I mean, whatever, but, but, um, I I would just say that, uh, I didn't miss Gino. He was gone. Very humble though. He's very humble man these days. He sounds like he, when he's talking, he sounds like whenever Kevin Kelly just makes fun of his voice anyway. So I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. He kind of overdoes. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you think I sound the same as he does, for example. No. But, like, yeah, I feel like he overplays the the Aussie accent in many ways. But then again, that's really him, though, too, dude. That's kind of how he is. I don't but know. Do, I, do, you have a, do you have a soft spot for him because he's a countryman? Or do you just not, not care? Not because he's a just... countryman. I've kind of known him all the way back since the Australian indie scene. So to see him absolutely in the shindies of shindies. Mm. in 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 melbourne where i'm from all the way to new japan and actually having a pretty good i mean let's be honest he's a lucky guy man he's got a great gig being the color guy on the commentary team sometimes is i it, mean is, yeah. it, is he well, still in bullet club is he still in I, bullet club technically? i think so technically he he does say technically he is but um he he tries to be michael chavello too much Do you know who michael chavello is no He's a he's an Australian commentator, probably the best known. Colin Wysong is is a big fan of his actually, actually as a matter of fact. He knows him really oh. well. But he's mainly known for MMA and uh and boxing kickboxing commentating, right? Mm-hmm. He will always be like, Good night, Irene. You, you might know his voice you, anyway. I may I may have heard some of his calls, not knowing who he was. But he's a big pro wrestling fan too, and he's got a lot of interviews with uh JR, Stone Cold, like all the big guns, man. And he's in America, like he's been on Axis a lot. Like he commentates. A lot well, of no one American watches that, Jimmy. So well, that's true. I mean, that's true. Who 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 am I to judge Axis or Mister <clears throat> Lipman? Uh, but anyway, he just tries to be him too much. You understand? If I ever show you a clip, you you'll get what I mean. But um, anyway, during the juniors match, we were told that the pro wrestling Noah's Congo faction confirmed Los Inga Bernambles de Japón backstage. While I uh, confronted, sorry, not confirmed, confronted Los Inga Bernabes de Japón backstage while Ally J was talking to the press about the Muto match. But, vet the next one. It's the six star banger, according to Uncle Dave. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought he gave it a six. Match. He did. He gave it a 6.25, as a matter of fact. Get the fuck out of here. He, he must have really. I mean, does he really cream his fucking pants? Seriously. <laughs> well, that'd be the only that'd be the only action he's getting. So probably, yeah. Damn. Has anyone seen his wife? I'm curious, dude. No, like, no one's ever seen her. Not I'm even so him. Curious. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> 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 that's right. <laughs> 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 that sounds too Aussie. That was too Aussie. Was it, what is it? <laughs> that sounds like what the star. What is the stars up to? Eight, nine. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hi, hey, master. <laughs> like, Dave. <laughs> you know, it's like, John. But anyway, forget freaking uh, Seth Rolly Polly Rollins, or Seth freaking Rollins, but it is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Heavyweight title. I mm. mean, dude, we had everything. We had the big entrances from both men for the first of our two main events. Well, let's as... let's let's pause right there and talk about the entrances. Oh, that's so. 
Kenny Omega finally lives up to his dream of actually coming out to Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII's <laughs> yes. theme. Yes. Like yes. The, the legit Sephiroth. theme. Uh, you know, he's had the one-winged angel. He's had the whole, like, the knockoff the way theme. he looked at the camera, too. Like, he knew it. You know what I mean? Like. Right. So now he's yeah. got his full costume on and everything. So, like, typical Wrestle Kingdom entrance. Like, big, you know, the kind of the kind of big presentation that we used to see from guys like, you know, King Nakamura and stuff big like that. Big match Kenny at his greatest here, man. This this right. really made me realize how much I missed Kenny in this mm-hmm. setting, dude. Really. Now, now on the other hand, yeah, Will Ospreay. Now, Will oh. Ospreay, not a bad entrance. However, he used his old theme which elevated. Let, let, let's be honest, Jimmy. That theme is not like a classic theme that it means something if you bring it back like he was literally using it like about a year ago it wasn't that old it's not like oh my god i can't believe he's using his classic elevated theme so he should have just came out to his current theme really i think and i like that better even man his current theme dude yeah his current themes it sounds less yeah i know what you said i'm trying to be politically correct here it it doesn't it sounds cooler (laughs) than his his old theme his old theme is good for like poofy vet. Is that what you're I, saying? I didn't say that. I said no such thing, Mister Segregation. But uh, but touche, touche. Yeah, but but I did. I was going to say that um, you know, Elevator can work if you're a babyface. That's what he's they're trying to paint him as the babyface in the situation. Yet when he's, he's still a heel, and he's yeah. still got his whole faction, which is a bunch of douchebags too. You know, like so. I don't know. I just thought it was corny. I think they should just use his current theme. What do you think? I agree. I was kind of surprised hearing Elevated. The, the, look, the fans did sort of gasp. They were like, oh, like, you know what I mean? So They're trying to be polite. Elevated. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. People don't realize that Japanese professional wrestling fans, legit, are very respectable. Like, they're so respectful of the art and what's meant to be cheered and what's not meant to be. But don't get me wrong. They will go against the grain i.e. Tetsuya Naito when he was getting that mega push initially mm. when he first you know was coming up in the company yeah, yeah. I mean you know they will saying? tell you if it's bad enough absolutely uh, so, they will so, uh, enough for real alright so we're so we're past the entrances and we're in the match now so what would you think what do you want to what do you want to talk about here because I know you had some strong Dude, feelings they kicked the shit out of each other man like for real I mean they, I mean look at Kenny's eye for example dude that I mean, me, look, one too many V triggers, though. I will say there was too many V triggers, but still, I don't know. It's, in years past, Kenny's done lots of V triggers in a single match before. That's true, but and this was typical. I mean, it was a V trigger party, dude. Like legit. Like, did you? Really um, I want to ask you though, when with the build and everything to this, which you know, it, you it know, it was. I think it was decent. It was a well, it was a fine build, but it was it. right. It, it was it was kind of like at the last minute where all right, the build was, was at the rushed. last minute, right? So, so um, but you had to listen to interviews also between both of them. Like Kenny would absolutely like if you heard if you listen to any of his interviews, like even from like six months ago, he would literally bury the shit out of Will Ospreay. So they're right. pa- planting those seeds from many, yeah, many yeah, setting back. it up, you know, getting the business done right. Um, so um so that was so so that was that but uh when you actually before the match did you did you actually think were you surprised by how brutal it was 
how brutal no, it ended up being. No, no. Even really? What I expected. Really? You thought they expected. would do this? Yeah, I did because it's Kenny and it's Osprey, dude. And the way the way this this was built, it was pretty heated, man. It sort of had to be this type of match. You know I, I, mean? I agree, it had to be. I just didn't know if it would be. I mean, not to the degree it was. Oh, I mean, dude, look, thanks, I, I didn't thanks. think that I didn't think they weren't going to lay it in or anything, but like they went a little bit far. They went hard, man. Yeah, they did. They... So that I guess that's more what I'm asking. Like, did anything surprise you about it? Not, 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 not in the sense like should they have done it, but did you think they would actually do? It? Especially considering how you know we talk Kenny. about how Kenny is not the same guy when he's on you know AEW television. You know, a lot of the times it's a weirdly goofy or or, yeah. or joking Overly around goofy. or right. Yeah. And and he still he still works hard in his matches, but it's just like it's a little different. It's so different, dude. It really were you is. concerned that we were gonna get AEW Kenny to show up here? Like Nah. Are you sure? No, no, no. You can yeah. be honest with the people, no, no, Jimmy. No, no, straight up, man. I was anticipating Kenny's return to Japan for quite a while, dude, and I think even he was himself. I truly think he was stoked, dude. He was happy to be there. And he, the second he looked at the camera and said, I'm back, right? I knew straight off that bat, man. Like, I knew straight away we are going to get the Kenny of old. And that's what we got from the You Can't Escapes to a million V-Triggers. I mean, what I love about, and this is the thing, a lot of people obviously call Kenny overrated. And sure... I can maybe understand if you're just looking at his AEW stuff. I, I don't want to stress it as much as I have over the years, but man, you watch his New Japan stuff and it's night and day. I mean, watch that shit, then come back to me if he's overrated. You know what I mean? Yes, he can be goofy, but when it comes to just his matchups, always intrigue me, dude. He can literally have a great match with anybody, including a blow-up doll. You know what I'm saying? So... I know it's fine. I try to block that shit out, believe me. And I've seen some whacked out shit. People try to put me off Kenny Omega. But regardless, I don't understand how people call him overrated. I guess if you see what he does, you know, in the States, sure, maybe. But even that is still... The guy has got the most protected finishing move, right? Let's be honest. It is the, the, the one-winged angel is the most protected finisher in all of wrestling. And that is a great thing. Because no one protects their finishes anymore. But by God, he does. Only Kota Ibushi was the one that kicked out of it. But trust me, no one's kicking out of it. You know what I mean? Unless it's going to have real meaning behind it. And I like the fact that he protects it. That should right. make people respect him even more just for that. Alright, well, this has been brought to you by Kenny Omega Fan Club. And, Sorry. Uh, I, yeah, oh, no, no I, but... Uh, are we all going to like suck it now? <laughs> yeah, we, we all so we, we we can definitely agree that he's two different people for whatever reason. Absolutely. Why he doesn't act more like this when he gets a chance on American television, I have no idea. I'm not sure if it's just a coincidence or if it's something he doesn't think he needs to do, or if he even realizes what he's doing. Like does some sure, invisible switch go on when he's just in front of a certain group of people? Like or does he, uh, when he steps in a ring that has a blue mat, does he wrestle different <laughs> than one with a gray mat? Like, I don't know what it is, but it definitely is something. And um, despite what Jimmy said, I definitely thought, okay, well, these guys are going to talk all this shit in this buildup, and then they're just going to get in there and literally flip at each other. 
and there was a little bit of flipping but of course but they um you know for for guys that are primarily when people try to dismiss one of these guys and and just call him a flip flopper or those kind of things gets unfairly treated dude well look will osprey brought it on sure yeah he brought it on himself with that fucking match with ricochet that went viral okay so that's why he's a go now though i know but it's true i know but yeah you you when you do stuff like that then you got to dig yourself out of a hole you know it's taking him a long time yeah out of that hole i mean that's just the way but the thing is people ain't watching will osprey on a regular basis they still think he's that guy from 2016 or whatever so they're not seeing the improvements that he's made whereas i was gonna say whereas whereas also with kenny we've seen a regression the past three years he's not been the kenny omega that we've seen in years prior to that so you you see one guy like that's kind of the story they're trying to tell where Osprey's saying that he's been climbing up the ladder and Kenny Omega's been slipping down. And then, you know, it's the, the, the truth is no, 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 it's not. It's, it's really not. It's, it's we're both really at the same not. spot right here. So interesting. You made me just, um, remember something as you brought up Osprey and, and talking about who's being elevated while Kenny's in, you know, America doing his thing. Osprey's still in Japan and the UK. But did you catch his interview from yesterday on one of the Japanese sites, I believe? But it was uh, all over Twitter and, and Facebook and shit. Uh, I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't basically, I don't have it in front of me, but um, and I'm not going to like, you know, verbatim it. But I'm, basically what I'm saying is what he said, he's actually paranoid about wrestling in the States. He doesn't know if he's going to stay in Japan next right but he's leaning towards staying in japan and then he went on a rant about why he doesn't want to sign for any company in the states he goes man i ship myself like i get anxiety like he's just he's almost like he's not sure if he's like good enough for that while he feels that he's looked at as a star in japan he can go home back to the uk do his thing and then, you know, go back to Japan and be Will Ospreay again and, and then go home and blah, blah, blah. And he claims, and I'm sure he's making decent money, but he claims he's making dream money, you know. And I guess, you know, you don't use that literally in what he's saying. I understood what he meant, really. I guess what he means, being in this position, like for New Japan, he's making extremely good money compared to, you know, working just your local indies, you know what I mean, obviously. Sure. Well, I mean, we're not going to be talking about local indies if he comes to the States, right? We're going to be talking about one of two major companies. So, But he has right to be afraid because why should he have any guarantees that he's going to be used in anywhere near the capacity that New Japan has been using him? So anyway, you know, um, after the match was over, he said he in his in his post-match promo, he said something about like, if I don't if I don't get this done in one more year, then maybe I'll leave Japan basically. So, so that, that's like another layer of the character. And I'm sure that's a working comment that he's saying, but, but, uh, then again, you know, um, so, but yeah, so back to the match. So like you said, these guys kicked this shit out of each other and, uh, it did surprise me. You claim it didn't surprise you. I doubt it. I think you're just trying to sound smart, but no, no, uh, no, no. I'm because I've followed this legitly from listening to the interviews 
Like I've literally well, followed Jimmy, it, so you didn't, you didn't like... see anything I didn't see, man. And I did, I no, doubted no, him. For sure. Okay, I doubted him. That's, I'm um, surprised that you did because, like mm-hmm. I said, it needed to be this type of match because of how he. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. Words. I don't want to say I doubted him. I, let me just say, like, I, I was like, okay, let's see, let's see if they do it. Let's see if they do what they should do because you can't be having no soft match after you said all the stuff you said. So, True. um, they sure enough didn't. There, there was some. There were some really... Br- it's not just like... God, some of the bumps they took were just... Normally, I'd say, hey, guys, don't chaos, do that. Dude. But this is the one place that you have to do it if you're going to do... If you're going to do like... Like, when he dropped Will on the top steel buckle or whatever, like, I was just like, fuck, what are you doing? What even was that? I didn't know if that is an accident or not based on the first time I saw it. And, and, um, and I and I understand if people shit on shit like that. It's like, that's not resting and blah, blah, blah. But you know what, man? It kept you on the edge of your seat. You know what I mean? But it didn't feel... It didn't feel... Okay, like you know when John Moxley does shit, and you're just like, ugh, it's that's obvious. That's rolling your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 I never really felt like this watching that. Like you know what I mean? Like no, uh, hell no. I, I, it felt it, it felt different. The guys had a good match. They had a a really good match. They worked hard. Um, there was enough psychology there. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't all there, but it was mostly oh. there. Um. So yeah, I would, I would definitely, I'm not, you know, I don't need to grade things with a star, but I'll say I liked it. I thought, you know, both the main events really delivered and we'll get to the other one in a second, but, um, but I will say this, which what did surprise me, I was expecting Osprey to get the win, but halfway through the match, yeah, that's when I realized, nah, Kenny has to win now. Only because he was kicking the shit out of him. Let's be fair, he dominated him anyways, right, during the match. And then it started feeling like the story they were trying to tell in the ring started to feel like almost like student versus teacher type of thing, you know what I mean? Because Osprey's always trying to be the next Kenny, you know, to be the next, you know, um, what do you call it? You know, the the next Gaijin to be the next big star you know what i mean that kenny was and unfortunately i don't know if you ever get elevated to that point because it's hard man kenny was just a freak of talent when it came to you know in japan but uh to be fair kenny had to win once you looked at the context of the match it made sense for kenny to win but is he gonna put osprey over in the long run i don't know we'll see time will tell it was surprising. It was surprising for the reasons that, like, not just the reasons that you said, because it makes sense looking back at it. But in the moment, I was just incredulous. Like, the only reason Kenny could have been brought over yeah, here was right. to put it's Will true. Ospreay over. That's what Also, even if you win, like, okay, what are you going to do with the United States Championship? That seems beneath you a little bit, but... <laughs> It's you know who knows who knows what their thinking is when they make these decisions maybe they thought oh well having kenny carry the united states belt on united states television is a good thing for us more so than will osprey doesn't need it he's not going to the united states so what what does that even mean i don't even know why they have a united states championship if it's yeah, not going to be if it's not going to be like the main title of their strong portion of the company like and it's not they made up their own belts for strong right, and, and it weird. should have been the u.s belt all along but so this is just weird but so I, I was weird it's like okay so now kenny's the united states champion like a not very prestigious uh, belt 
I'll tell you what's weird, dude. New Japan's doing some weird out there shit lately. Like, for example, yeah. we've got our own strong now, right, here in Australia, called Tamashi, right, mm. which is Oceana's strong. <laughs> and New Japan's permanently doing events here, right? But get this, New Japan's putting on an event and bringing quite a few of the stars down again. But in the middle of a country town called Wagga Wagga, dude, there's no one there. Let alone, I don't even know if there's any wrestling fans in Wagga Wagga, dude. Let alone New Japan fans, right? But dude, they're doing a show there next. And I just don't understand. <laughs> like, it's in the middle of back, what you know, like Redneck Town, bro. Like, I'm talking about like full blue Aussie, like, get a made of fucking shit your ass. You know, that type of shit. Is it? I mean, but do those kind of rednecks like wrestling because american rednecks I, like wrestling i i don't know who their marketing person is dude but whoever it is uh i don't know man they need to be fired i might do the drive for a shit step but even i would be a bit funny going to those type of towns dude wagga wagga new japan pro wrestling all right i, I thought i was seeing things dude i was like what for whatever reason, I don't understand why they're doing that, man. But it is what it is. But yeah, New Japan Tamashi. <laughs> that's that's our thing. That's coming our strong... coming soon to a backwards hick town near you, I guess. <laughs> wagga wagga. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound any more Aussie than that, man. But it, but anyway, in the end, there was a uh, what's it called? Uh, Kenny does win with the one winged angel in the end, and one two three, and that was that, man. But uh, we had everything in this match. I just suggest you go and check it out, man. I mean, honestly. It's crazy. Check it even out. if, even if crazy. you historically don't like either one of these guys, check it out anyway. See if it changes your mind. It's a you're not you're match. not gonna see too many guys do this to each other and and let it happen. There was shiners, there was blood, there was absolutely everything. I mean, seriously, right. go out of your way to get, you know, pay nine ninety nine yen or however way you get it and mm-hmm. watch that match because mm-hmm. it is a banger and a half as the kids say but mm-hmm. you know what Vet, let's move on to the main event though finally it mm-hmm. is Kazuchika Okada and Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship I mean this is standard at this point anyone facing Kazuchika Okada and Okada being the challenger at Wrestle Kingdom you just know they're throwing that belt straight back to Kazuchika Okada and that's exactly what we got and to be fair after that Osprey Omega match, damn it, they did well, but there was no way they were going to, like... Like, I almost felt bad for him, dude. Legitly. Yeah, it was It was not... No matter what, they weren't going to even have that same type no. of match, so... It's not like them anyway to do that, so... No. But, but even if... Yeah, even if the match was not on the card, they would have had this kind of same match. I... The match was great, of course. Um, it was. No, no. It absolutely was. Because you also got... Not only was the match itself in and of itself great, but you also had the build-up, the years-long build-up of all the baked-in story between the two guys and how <laughs> yeah. it just... There's always that doubt that Okada, you know, can actually beat Jay White. I mean, he he hardly ever does it. Um, so it, it makes you think, like... Is he just going to, you know, are they really going to let Jay walk out with the belt on the Inoki Memorial show? You you would never, but here's the, here's the brilliance of new Japan booking. You would never think that for a second, except 
Jay White <laughs> seems to always win. So you have Dude. to doubt it. Like, you're going to be like, are they going to fuck us again? But it, it turns out not this time, but, um, but you still were wondering, like, right up to the very end, especially when he hit that Blade Runner. Like, it, it's like, oh, shit, is this, are they doing it? Are they doing it? And I think one of, one of the, you know, hundred reasons why Okada's the greatest is because he will make you believe, even when somebody should have no business winning, he'll make you believe they might win. Like a true champion would. Um, like Ric Flair did all those years and like, you know, like, like that. So for all the Ric Flair fans in, in the, in the house <laughs> the, there, I, there, I put Ric Flair over the old Ric Flair, uh, which go. was ironically the young Ric Flair. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, so you had that whole, that, that whole thing. Like if, if they had had Okada go over Jay White, all those other times, this would have just been another one of the times it would have been boring. But because you had that doubt, like, oh, my God, Jay White is probably is he going to win again and ruin Inoki's anniversary? <laughs> oh, that would have been, in some ways, that would have been actually brilliant, especially with him just just going vulgar on the mic, man. And I love mm. the thing about Jay White, man. Like, for me, again, he's one of my favorites. I mean, the, the guy yeah. just he gets it, man. Like, he just gets it. Like, he, I truly think he could be a huge star in the U.S., course he but could. but do you think he will do you think he's the type of guy that will eventually make that step or do you think he's gonna be like an osprey and maybe too scared shall i say to actually you know he can't handle that sort of pressure to become a big deal in the place where you know overall is where it really matters in terms of professional wrestling to become a huge star let's be honest right it all depends on how big a star you feel like you need to be well, that's true. Like right Is now, it... you're a top guy in New Japan. So uh, yeah, if they're well, paying you, if they're paying you and you're happy, you have no reason to come to some com- to come to like WWE, for example, and just have them roll like roll the dice that they're gonna do. They're gonna let you do anything close to what you're currently doing now. You know the creative that's freedom true. that he has. I think he really needs that to get over to the degree that he needs to. For um, sure. And I'd rather see him in New Japan, but then again, it is a smaller pond. So now, one difference between Jay and Will is: doesn't Jay live in the United States already? He does. As a matter of fact, I think he married Florida, right? an American in Florida. Yes, and he married a, an American woman. As a matter of fact, yeah. So, He's- so right off the bat, he his issue won't be living here. That's for sure. Um, well, he married an American woman, so that would make him... He should be able to get citizenship actually quite easy now, wouldn't he? I think it's automatic. But well, even go. so, he probably would have done, you know, whatever it took to to to, to get it. Um, but that just means it'd be like... that. That's the only thing. Is it like, are you going to have those long those long flights to Japan and how often, you know? So. Well... He seems cool with it, man. To be honest, yeah. I mean, he seems like he can handle it. And but you know, you know, the thing about Jay White, and this is one thing I like about him, he's very. He doesn't show him like even in real life. Like like I've been around him, man. He's very. You get the aura like he, he just doesn't want to be around you, man. Like yeah, like for real, he totally like he's just in the corner, man, on his phone, doesn't give you eye contact, nothing. And I've told you the real Osprey story before, right? Where I realized how small he really was when he asked me to take a photo for him. Did I, did I tell you that? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, like he literally tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, hey lad. <laughs> like, can you take a picture for me? Like that. And I turned around, I'm like, hey, Will, what the fuck? Yeah, man, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Why are you asking me? Because it was for a fan. But I guess the fan was just so, you know, when they're that happy. Like, they just can't speak, man. It's weird. I'd never been like that. But yeah, he's. That's when I realized, damn it, Will, you need to fucking, I don't know, grow or some shit. Because we're like the same height practically, you know what I mean? But he's not wide. You need to get wider. I feel like he's lost a bit of muscle mass now too, man. Because he gained a lot at one stage and then I feel like he's gone back on it. But anyway, uh, I don't even know why I'm talking about Osprey, but the point is Kazuchika Okada defeats Jay White to Mm -hmm. reclaim his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in a great match that unfortunately had to sort of, uh, you know, try to outdo Kenny and and Osprey but the video package before the entrances uh, you know Gato is here with Switchblade Rocky Romero joins commentary and compares White to Triple H really? (laughs) (laughs) Tanahashi is now at the Japanese announced desk with legends like Masahiro our hero Chono and Jushin Thunder Liger and and many others as Jay taunting before the bell too but, uh, you know, typical switchblade in the early going with body shots, leaving the G1 winner gasping for breath. As he hits a dropkick to knock White off the top, Gato tries to get involved and both heels get a DDT on the ramp. They trade strikes in the ring, then Okada hits a tombstone and a clothesline to set up the money clip as White escapes and Gato thwarts a dive, so both men get sent on. But anyway, in the end, Rainmaker was to get the 1-2-3. But after the bell, though, Vet, we had White initially refusing to give the belt to Red Shoes. He eventually does, though, as Okada gets strapped. As Jay crawls to his feet, he pulls himself up. They share a look before Switchblade rolls out. And Gato helps him to the back as Kevin Kelly talks about Okada and Inoki's legacies. When Shingo Takagi rolls into the ring with a microphone, he congratulates the champ and talks about their main event at Wrestle Kingdom 16. Then touts his accolades since... It's, you know, to lobby for a shot for at the belt as Chris Carlton is confused on what date Shingo said. But we'll find out soon enough anyway. And Okada tells him to scram. He puts over his accomplishments at, at New Japan's 50th anniversary. Thanks to fans and tears up asking Inoki what he thought of the fights tonight. He knows Inoki will be watching New Japan's next 50 years from heaven. He'll continue being champ and making it rain all over everybody. And the crowd cheer, since yep. they can, Vet. And then he and goes up. The show. Yeah, and then he goes up to the ramp and gives the gives the Anoki each Nissan da too. And then that's yeah, when the, that's cool. The pyro goes off. A bunch they explode. And the Bumbaye song kicks in, I think, too. At yep, the very it end. sure did. Um, you know, and that reminds me, but uh, yeah, such a classic tune too. <laughs> yeah, good good stuff, man. Feel good moment. Um, who knows what the you know like maybe if Inoki hadn't passed away, I wonder if how the booking might have changed. Cause they might have they might have switched that? some things up if he was just if he was around for the fifty year uh, Wrestle Kingdom thing. You think so? I still think Okada would have. Well, no, no, he would. Well, I'm just saying. Well, we've even had this match. You know, like would things have even gone any differently like uh like maybe this would have been a whole other it still probably would have been okada of course but would they have had for example would jay white 
take the belt off of him at Dominion, which was actually a much better match than the Wrestle Kingdom match, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. No, no, definitely. Absolutely. But I, I think that still has a lot to do with them having to, you know, live up to the Osprey Kenny match. Because everyone was flat by that point, man. Everyone was gassed out, man. Well, I know you're just trying to put over Kenny again, but I'm I'm not well, really ta- I'm not really talking about the I'm not talking about um what happened that night. I'm talking about after Anoki pass away, how much did that change the booking for the rest of the year? Like did they have other they plans that they scrapped because of that or did they just carry out what they already had planned? Did they make little changes here or there? Like I I just am kind of wondering like what what might have been different had Inoki been able to attend this special Wrestle Kingdom or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to tell, man, really, for me. Uh, I'm not sure because it still feels natural as well uh, in many ways. Like, yeah. But the thing is, because they always do this, man. They always sort of, even before the, the whole Inoki thing. Uh, look, to be fair, did, did Jay White really need to lose it? I was actually pretty entertained by Jay White being champion, even now. I'm surprised he won it. Because, really? yes, because I thought for the 50th anniversary year, they would just have Okada go undefeated all year long, and it would be kind of boring, but at least it'd be like kind of in the spirit of Inoki, like not doing no jobs, right? So when he, when <laughs> no when Jay won at Dominion, I was kind of shocked. Like, I really yeah. was. But that not was such that, a great Nothing doesn't deserve too. it or anything, but I just thought... I thought his oh, promo after that match, too, was absolutely, uh, like, brilliant as well, man. And I was cool with it. I felt like we were sort of getting a bit of momentum again in New Japan when Jay won it again. But And let's be fair, there was a whole period of New Japan during COVID where it was just... The booking was just all over the place, like, unusually. But I think we're starting to get a bit more stabilization... You know, look, there's still a few cracks and chinks they need to, like, sort of fix. Like, the tag division needs right. urgent help. Like, I mean, urgent. For whatever reason, they've just neglected that. And I don't think they've meant to. I just think they literally went, oh, shit, we just killed the tag division. And what do we do sort of thing? So yeah. um, we'll see what happens, man. But if you had to give this event out of 10, what would you give it? Um, this event out of 10, I'd probably give it like a, I'd probably give it like a seven Yeah. because I think the bottom of the card was not that memorable. I think the top of the card was very memorable. And, um, so like most of it's like, it's like a 3.5 each for the last two main events, you know? And then (laughs) everything else was just kind of like, okay. Not, not that it was really bad. There was no really bad stuff on the show. But, I mean, yeah, seven. I just feel seven. I'll go eight, actually. I, I really enjoyed it, man. Like, I thought I was going to fall asleep to it at one stage, but I didn't. So uh, I was so tired, I was tired watching it. Yeah, me too. So That's what tired. I'm saying. And then you see I'll... Carl Anderson come out, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, my God, how am I going to stay awake? But, like I said, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it throughout the whole event, and... Um, I even watched New Year's Dash. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll get into that probably another time, unless you want to quickly touch on it now. But, I mean, there wasn't too much. Well, the only to thing really about. to say was that, um, you know, you had a Okada and Omega got a tag team match in at the Which end. Which was a holy shit moment for me, dude. Mm-hmm. 
you know yeah. what I mean? I was like, damn, these two are tagging? Like, what the hell? Like, well, you knew that was going to happen. We're down to the main event, and there's only well, two people that haven't been on the right. show yet. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't even sure if Kenny was even going to be on the show with that with that shot. And to be fair, he hardly was in the match anyway. He hardly done anything, to be, mm-hmm. to be honest. Really, he didn't do shit. But it was good to see you, no less, Ben. But uh, definitely, I would have given it about an eight. But um, I think we can call it a night, actually. Vet. I mean, we've done two hours, dude. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. in saying that, dude, unless there's anything else you want to touch on before we go, tell them where they can find you, man. Yeah, sure. So, you can find me um, on all social media platforms at Opinion Haver. So, pick your favorite social media platform and follow me there, including twitch.tv slash Opinion Haver. So, you can hang out with me and watch me play games sometimes. And then... Um, you can always catch me on the Next Level Wrestling Review with Big Ray Hernandez every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we've been having a a, a a world tour of guests of like my old friends that I've been trying to bring on. So we've had we we just had um, uh, Victor from the Ascension come on and hang out with us oh, for a while. Cool, we got to. I got to chat with him for the first time in a long time, other than, you know, messaging, of course. But um, face-to-face talk, we've had uh, Timmy Baltimore has been on with us as Jimmy loses power on his phone. My and, phone uh, died, literally. I'm still yep. here, though. Perfect timing. And uh, and uh, we've got, um, what else do we do? We, we've had uh, Mike Mondo come on and, and, and do his special brand of breaking down matches, so... Um, that episode is still available for free on YouTube forever. So if you missed the special with Mike Mondo, go check that out and listen to a real wrestling genius uh, talk about today's wrestling and specifically NXT. Um, and uh, yeah, and we hope to bring more interesting guests there in the future. Of course, you can also catch me every Monday on the Impact Attack with Brandon. And uh, that goes live at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday nights. Uh, we'll talk about everything that's gone on Impact, but even if you don't like Impact, just come and hang out with us. Why not? What else are you going to do? Watch football? Watch Raw? <laughs> Get out of here. Um, I mean, yeah, if you watch Raw, you impact. might have to watch Carl Anderson. Wouldn't you much rather? <laughs> wouldn't you much rather watch uh, Hami Media Group and Channel Attitude and YouTube and everything? Um, Absolutely. I think. Uh, I'll be, you know, maybe until further notice, I might be filling in on the Smack Attack. I just recorded an episode today, uh, oh. as 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 we uh, as we record this. So, um, if you if you like hearing about SmackDown, um, and we talked about, we also talked about Wrestle Kingdom, and we also talked about Vince McMahon coming back. Uh, so so check out the Smack Attack channelattitude.com. There's going to be. In 2023, I see a lot more vets on Channel Attitude uh-huh. for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, that's it, Jimmy. That's beautifully put, man. Uh, well, like the vet said, it, um, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWCNetwork.popping.com where you can find all our shows. Also, please like and subscribe at ChannelAttitude.com where for five bucks... You can get to hear me and see me, and maybe even the vet and whoever. Unless his phone me. goes out, then you At can't see. At least my phone him. goes out. That's true. Where we talk AEW Rampage, and also like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.podbean.com, where you can find all our affiliate shows. And I think that's a wrap, vet. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T, 
He's the vet, Jamie Williams, and you've been listening and watching the PWC New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 17 review show right here on the PWC Network. See you. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.
I've been told. I was told as a kid when I first got into this, when I first got into wrestling, that it's all about sacrifice, right? You have to sacrifice a lot to be considered the greatest. I feel like I've sacrificed enough. Do you know what I mean? I fucking sacrificed, man. I get it, we've all got different fucking situations right now, man. Fucking hell. You know, you get compared to so many people, right? And people will say, you are not as good as this guy or that guy. Right? And I'm not going to say I was handcuffed because that says I couldn't use my arms, that I don't have any creativity, right? Instead, for these last three years, I've been wearing a belt around my waist and that belt had some fucking stones on him. And I felt like I was in a fucking ocean being dragged to the bottom of the water, begging for fucking oxygen. And these last three years, somehow, beyond all belief, in fucking silence, I have been able to find fucking oxygen. And I have given my best fucking work. I'm finally in a place, right? Outside of this, in a real world, in a real fucking world, where I have fucking genuine happiness. And I have friends and I have a family that I fucking use this to support them. And I've sacrificed enough to get to here. Do I have to fucking sacrifice more? Do I have to fucking sacrifice? Because I don't want to anymore, alright? I don't want to sacrifice enough. I have seen friends die and been told on fucking social media before I'm finding out myself. I am. I don't want fucking sacrifice. I just wanted one fucking thing, man. Just that, I wanted that more than fucking anything. After three fucking years of this shit, man. sacrifice I will sacrifice for one more year and that's it and if I can't turn this shit around in one more year now maybe I need to go elsewhere you turned out the way that you did. We just had a 40 minute conversation 
in one of the greatest buildings in pro wrestling history. Man to man, athlete to athlete, performer to former, from wrestler to wrestler. I feel like if the circumstances were different, you and I could have been good friends, Will. Today was the day that I tested you. What I never told you, Will, this is also a test for me. 364 days a year, you're a better wrestler than me. But it only takes one to be a champion. It only takes one to prove that I'm the best, to prove that I'm still the best, to prove that I'm still the true champion and the true spokesperson for this and all the professional wrestling. Well, look at me. Look what you've done to me. Look in the mirror and look what I've done to you. I look in the mirror with my one good eye and I see a winner. I see a legend. When you look in the mirror, you're the same as you've ever been. You can even say that you're the best thing going, but you can't say that you're the champ. And you can't say that right now, you are the GOAT. If there's one thing that you take from this lesson tonight, Will, it's that you were right all along. You were done wrong. I didn't have the heart to tell you at the press conference because I needed you to see it for yourself. All of us are nothing but mere circus animals and there can be only one ringleader. I wasn't ready to give up that spot. Why would anybody give up that spot to be the ringleader? You, everyone like you, everyone else, you can be treated like animals. I'm not ready to give up that spot. I'm not ready until you take it from me. Big bad Don. You tell him. You tell him, Don. Well, I don't like to be one of those guys that says, I don't like to be one of those guys that says, I told you so. But I told you so. I told you that Will Ospreay was a phenomenal athlete. I told you that Will Ospreay was a once in a millennium athlete. I told you even in a moment of weakness, I said, maybe he was just this much more athletic than you right now. But I also told you that it wasn't going to matter because matches like this at the Tokyo Dome, they're not won by doing jumping flips, kicks. They're not won by the best athlete all the time. They're won in here. And that is where Kenny Omega has no equal. Will Ospreay, you wanted to be Michael Jordan. You wanted to be the man. You wanted to be the GOAT. You have to settle for being Scottie Pippen. Tonight you're Scottie Pippen. That's what you are right now. And that doesn't mean you're not great. It doesn't mean you're not valuable. It doesn't mean you're not an all-star. What it means is that in any other generation, if this man had never been born, we'd be talking about Will Ospreay as being the god of pro wrestling. Kenny, here's the problem. You were born into a business 
that is run up, down, side to side by the god of pro wrestling, Kenny Omega, and Carl Gotch, I'm sorry, you can kiss my ass. Because this man is the real god of pro wrestling. He has proven it over and over and over again. And tonight on the biggest stage, a great young wrestler, Will Ospreay. We love Will Ospreay here. But he failed. And with that, the moment you've all been waiting for, I must bid you adieu. And you're going to be hearing a lot more of this from here on in. Goodbye. Mwah! And good night. <laughs> Bang! Let's get out of here. Come on, champ! That's all right, that's all right. You can shut those cameras off for that. We're good. I want to see all the tape. I want to see the tape. Barry's got to prove it anyway. Cut that. Yeah. Cut that when I say cut. ことばはいりませんおおいきなりスカイパこれは一冊がありこの一発で帰りはスマックダウンされてしまいましたこれはタイトルマッチでもなく試合でもありませんハイヒールでかけたのか今の動きを Congratulations on amending this tonight. I also know a thing or two about making history. I am here in New Japan and Startup to make some more. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the standard. The conversation, the blueprint, and the CEO of this woman's division. So Kairi-san, Enjoy your IWGP Women's Championship while you can. Because that battle in the valley in San Jose, I'm gonna leave you bankrupt, bitch. And you can bank on money.
ありがとうございましたまずは勝利に乾杯<笑>まずは中野タム選手あの子の情念リングの上で改めて体感してめっちゃ刺激的で最高の東京ドームの試合彼女と一緒じゃないとできなかったと思います中野タムタムの感じはたくさんの夢多い夢中野タムでしょこれからもっともっとあんたも夢を叶えていってくださいそして私はもっともっと大きな夢をつかむためにこのベルトを守り続けますそしてもうねどこかで見たことある戦ったこともあるあのオーラあの選手しか出せないそんな世界のトップ中のトップの選手がこのベルト興味があるって私もあの選手とは一騎打ちでずっとずっと憧れで戦いたいと思っていたのでこれからどうなるちょっと引き続き目を離さないでください今日は楽しい時間をありがとうございました Hello everybody How is it on? Good. I like this microphone better than the one out there. I am Mercedes Monet, and I am the CEO of New Japan and Stardom's women's division. And this is only just my first stop because I'm on a world domination tour. I know everybody is so jealous of Japan. You guys are so lucky to have me first, right? Are you guys happy that I'm here? Thank you. Thank you in the back. Does anybody have any questions? Because I'm about to take the IWGP Women's Championship and take all over Japan. So, Goi? Good. Hi. No, no questions? One opportunity and nobody has a question? You guys have been waiting for me for months. Tweeting about me nonstop. I told you I am the conversation, and yet you guys don't want to have a conversation. Let's go, Japan. Come on. I have no time for you. Let's go. I'll ask a question. What's your After question? the IWGP, what's next? <laughs> Great question. I mean, I'm here to make money. I'm about to make the yen go up, and then after that, I'll go collect the pesos. I'll collect the rubies, the gold, the dollars, 
We'll see who's next after New Japan. Other than Kaini and the IWGP, is there any specific Joshi wrestler that you want to face Ooh. from anywhere? I mean, besides the legends, Aja Kong, if Manami Toyota comes out of retirement, I'll put her back in retirement. I really like AZM, right? Um, I like Miyu. Um, there's so many. But first, I really want to get my hands on Kairi-san because we have a lot of history. And I know at Battle in the Valley in San Jose, February 18th, there you go, it's going to be the most greatest match in New Japan and stardom history. ありがとうございます。ゲームでございます。はい。ここでもハッピーな気分ですよね。全然そうでしたね。ワールドタックリーグ連覇達成。ビシャモン吉橋後藤弘樹。硬い絆で世界の強豪を跳ね抜け。再び栄光をつかみ取ったどっちありがとうよっちゃんありがとうただの絶対もっともっといけると俺らは信じてるし IWGPタッグのベルトを組まれ変わったビシャモンがいただきます新しい歴史を作ってやるな戦いの神が
ナの度肝を抜く大勝利そこに現れたベスト・オブ・ザ・スーパージュニア29覇者高橋宏明さらに全王者エル・デスペラードこのアイダブルジーピージュニア怒涛のフォーエーマッチ。俺今年21年目なんだけどさ。おめえら俺に突っ走ってどうすんだよって感じするけどね。取らせなきゃね。11.5大阪のインクレディブルタッグマッチ。気
常年で戦うプロレスラー中野タムが倒して私が世界のスターになるカイリーは初防衛戦を前にカットラスに磨きをかける私とあなたこれまで乗り越えてきた修羅場が違う最後に立っているのはこの私帰り帰り帰り東京ドームの大海原タムの情念が渦巻くかそれとも海賊王女が大航海時代を切り開くかいざ決戦の時 IWGP 女子選手権試合挑戦者中野タム VS 王者カイリー武道刑事はまずまず爆心します1984年新日本プロレスでデビューしたその男は長野正弘後橋本真也と共に闘魂三重士と称されトップレスラーとして新日本プロレスを牽引類まれなるプロレスセンスを持つ彼を人はこう呼んだジーニアスと天才は各語りき刑事の真骨頂ともいえるのが95年 10.9 東京ドームでの UWF インターナショナル高田信彦戦2023年 1.4 東京ドームは棚橋ひろし海野翔太をパートナーに武士真田内藤哲也のロス・イン・オ・ベルナブレスでハポンとの豪華カードによる新日本プロレスラストマッチ試合を目前に改めて聞いてみたプロレスとはうんプロレスとはってうん何だフォーライフやめてからどうしようかなって思ってるの新年プロレス雇ってもらおうかなって新宮さんかなんかで<笑>なんで俺うん、えー、棚橋選手そして海野選手の足を引っ張らないように全力で頑張りますよろしくお願いしますいやラストマッチ武士真田内藤哲也 VS 海野翔太棚橋宏武藤刑事
東京ドームの一発目見たことのない合体技が次々と飛び出てきますこいつは最先端だよ IWGP ジュニアタック王者組フランシスコ・アキラ TJP キャッチ2ツー Yeah, you kicked in in the high gear, but we took it to a next level. We're at the next level, to be honest with you. We're on a whole other plane. We're on another planet. その戦闘を追い続ける時をかける男たち王者たちも走破できなかったタックリーグを初出場初優勝挑戦者組リオラッシュヨー光に向かって僕らはね僕は進んでいかなきゃいけないんで2023年早くもレッドゾーンに突入瞬き厳禁熾烈なデッドイートを終え10月に凱旋帰国
しかし待ち受けていた状況は成田連凱旋試合がこの両国国技館第1試合に組まれました俺は少なくとも怒ってる俺が新日本プロレスを結果を出して分からせる10月から始まったニュージャパンワールド認定 TBO 座決定トーナメント15分一本勝負という試合形式の中石井智弘矢野徹真田と強豪を次々に倒してみせたそして最後の相手はザクサイブジュニア A ストロークスタイル新日本シングル王座初体感を目論むザックセイバージュニア故郷で磨いてきたイギリスのレスリング技術と日本のリングで培ってきた戦う魂己のストロングスタイルでアレックス・ゼインデビッド・フィンデイイービルを締め落としてきた<音楽>この男を倒しそしてあのベルト取ったからって終わりじゃねえからな始まりだからな。新日本シングル王座初体感へ未来を勝ち取るのは俺だニュージャパンワールド認定 TV 王座決定トーナメント決勝戦ザック・セイバージュニア VS 成田蓮